0: From Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail Podcast with your hosts, Mark Redmond and Mike Nartolinis. Welcome to episode 14 of the Jumping the Rail podcast. This is Mark Redman from Tonytown, Champaign, Illinois. And we are joined, as always, by my tag team partner, the man who spit in the face of the Arby's Diablo Dare Challenge, Mr. Mike Nargelinas. Snarch. how's it going, buddy?
1: Doing well, sir. How are you this fine Tuesday? I had to think what day it was. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> They all
0: kind of run together, don't they? Anymore. No, I'm doing good. It's been a fun week of wrestling. Good weekend with uh, GCW and... Smackdown, Rampage, everything. It looks like we have somebody with us here, and it is our third man in the car, Kyler Nargelinas.
2: Hello. How's it going, buddy? Good, how are you?
0: Not too bad. You guys just did a McDonald's video on the Nargtastic Voyage, which is kind of a uh, detour
1: for you guys. Yeah. Getting into sort of the fun food review uh, world of the web. The Sir, wedding. how are you this Hey, that's me again. <laughs> did you uh,
3: <laughs> Did you know when it comes to food, it's never a detour. It's on the way for Narge? Yes, yes, yeah. Same, same with me. What's up, Dwayne? Around. We see you, brother. We see yeah. you, brother. Dwayne Carter is in the house. He's ready
0: for correcting. With so he thinks. With all of our. You, you guys think Dwayne mistakes. goes out
3: and drinks enough to get a koozie? I don't know, Dwayne. Can you promise to everywhere you go carry a koozie with a jumping the rail logo on it, and every time you order beer, put it in there. When people see it and they ask you, "What is that cool koozie you have?" You can actually have a conversation. Can you do that,
1: Dwayne? Just respond. We'll see it in the comments. What I'd like him to do while he does that is wear his Bill Alfonso whistle out to the bar as well. And anytime yeah. he needs a drink, blow into the whistle. That wait a minute, you know. wait a minute. That pisses
3: bartenders off.
1: Plus,
0: yes. that, plus that's, that's a signed whistle. You want to keep that in the in the package.
3: <laughs> That's a collectible. Mindy. Mindy needs a koozie. All right, Mindy. Well, we'll come up with a challenge for you because you also happen to hit some of the bars, I believe. And anything we can do to help promote this thing is important to us. Yes. And you go you go to the, uh, the Mattoon events, if I remember, Mindy. That's one of your uh, little corners of the world, right? Yeah. I was actually going to go to the last one, but they wound up getting canceled, rescheduled. Right? Yeah. yeah.
0: They canceled the live one. All right. Dwayne is in. All uh, right. Sounds good. So... We have a, a few things on the agenda, but first we got to get into a couple things, Nars, that happened that are not on the format. We're going ECW style, just you know, jumping the rails jumping early. Jumping the rail a little early. So <laughs> jumping the rail style. So this past Friday, it's it's Saudi time, you know, for uh, WWE. In the next couple of weeks, they're going back over for Elimination Chamber. So of course that meant we get the return of the juggernaut known as Old uh, Goldberg to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship.
1: I might be alone, but I love seeing Goldberg. I do. I enjoy it every time he comes back. Um, no complaints from me, Mark. I, I get it. People are tired of it. I don't know. It's nostalgia for me. Eric Bischoff uh, actually said online, he felt like Goldberg still brings the same intensity now that he was bringing in the 90s, and I see it. So. Yeah,
0: I, I do see that. I'm, I'm not even complaining that they're bringing him back once a year for Saudi. I'm, I've never been a big Goldberg fan going all the way back to the 90s, but it does he he's a draw, you know, no matter how you look at it, even though he's fifty some years old.
1: Yeah, there's gonna be guys out there, like I said, like right. myself who enjoy it. I don't know if he necessarily needs to be doing the Roman Brock he he could probably be used to put somebody else over, you know, when he right. was working with Ziggler there yeah. for a while was a good thing. There's I, oh, good. is Ziggler oh,
3: related to Dirk Diggler? No. No. That, no. I
1: think that is where he got the name from though. <laughs> You know, but, it wouldn't surprise
3: me.
0: But with Goldberg, there's there's people saying that he's going to win the title from Roman, then they're going to have a three-way at Mania with him, Roman, and Brock. I hope that's not what they do. They don't need it. Roman and Brock is a story in and of itself.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I Somebody had suggested, I don't remember who it was, that he should win, Brock, or not Brock, Goldberg should win, had piss everybody off, and then Roman wins it back, you know, SmackDown the following week. I think
0: Bully said that on Busted Was it Bully? Okay, yeah.
1: I wasn't sure who it was. I'd read an article.
0: Right, right. But uh, Goldberg is not the only nostalgia coming back for Saudi Arabia because we're going to get Lita back in the ring with Becky Lynch, which is kind of a dream match for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people their their expectations of Lita are much higher than that of Goldberg. Yeah, Lita still looks like she can work a little and, bit. So and
0: she looked good in the ring Monday. She did the moon salt and
3: everything. And yeah, it, it looked clean. So
1: any chance Keith, they put her over
3: Keith Gibson, our good friend at Clubhouse Radio, wanted to say that. Uh, he thinks Goodberg, Goldberg, Goldberg. Excuse me, Goldberg, <laughs> I must be hungry. Uh, he thinks Goldberg is a good transition between Rumble and Mania to keep Reigns busy and he draws in the viewers. Plus, the Saudi fans live on nostalgia, and it's good for the show overseas. Yep, so, while I'm that's... bringing up Keith Gibson, Narge, I believe you brought some swag from Keith for us.
1: I did. Yeah, Keith again oh. is the founder of Clubhouse Lounge Radio, which is going to be uh, essentially an internet radio station. He's putting together all the pieces. He's currently doing a, uh, was it Backroads and Barstools podcast or tour? A little bus tour, I believe, around well, Illinois. He, he's got that, but right. he's doing a podcast separately from that where he's going to different dive bars and interviewing the owners. And some of the bands that are playing local there. musicians, so right? It's yeah. kind of in your area here, Mike yeah. or Mark, where he's yep. talking. I'm not. I haven't even been drinking. I've had like half a beer. Tequila. It's it's
3: it's been snowy and cold, and our mouths are yeah. just not accustomed. I may to this need weather.
1: tequila to function. Uh, we may
3: need Kyler to take over. <laughs>
0: but Kyler, what can you tell us about? He's Keith? driving. <laughs> <I> oh <don't> no! <know. laughs> so Keith said something that makes sense. Like it's what it all boils down to is how doesn't really keep up with the current product. They just want their greatest hits. For their one show a year, that's the uh, the sheik or the prince or whatever Who was
1: it they wanted a few years ago? That was Ultimate Dead? Warrior. Was it Warrior? Yeah. <laughs> they wanted Warrior
0: <laughs> after he'd already passed on. But uh, yeah, it's uh, there's no pay per view in between Rumble and Mania, so yeah, they he's right. They need something for Roman to do before Brock, and you know who it makes sense to have Goldberg. You know, like I said, he he'll put the butts in the seats as it were for oh. the uh, for the old school fans.
1: Yeah, and I think somebody said this is his last match on the contract, but I, th- I think he's. I think he's got one or two. More, left. So.
0: I think it's. I think he has one after
1: this. Does he? Okay, I thought this I, was I it, so, yeah. but, I again, I don't mind seeing him. Yeah. I never have. I was a Goldberg fan back in the day. Yeah. Um, but him and Lita, I think it's good. I think it's yeah, good.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to get into before we uh, really get into the meat of the episode is uh, the Golden Boy Shane McMahon had a little bit of a. Uh, fiasco with uh, with the old man over the last weekend he got to uh, put his book and pants on kind of overstepped a little bit from the sounds of it and uh, yeah, got shown to, the door
1: try to tell his dad what was going on uh that's happened to my house before actually <laughs> uh our special guest here's tried to tell me how things were gonna go uh-huh. and i had to tell him what's up just like vince did to shane i'm so.
0: gonna take a while guess baker's done the same
1: yeah, Baker, but Baker doesn't listen when I tell him he, what's up. He, he tells just, you to you shut know, it. Yeah, shut it and uh, go away. So. And, uh, no, oh, you get go wrong? away now, too. Oh, yeah, go away. <laughs> or Knock <it> or, off.
2: <laughs> or, or leave me alone.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: So usually the middle child is the bratty one, but it's the little one for you guys.
1: It's the little one, yeah. The middle one's my buddy. He's my, he's my BFF, so... Mark's showed me some blue dongle here. I don't is that is that a, that's what your wife says right? That dongle or it's like, 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 dongle blue.
0: Leave my wife and the dongle <laughs> out of this.
1: What are we looking at? Oh, it's I'll a battery. Thing, yeah. I think so. What, so what's
0: your take on? I know what you think the long run move is, but I want to get your opinion on Shano and the release and everything.
1: I um. You know, he showed up and he was trying to put himself in a prime spot. Mm -hmm. I read earlier today he was he was up. I think he would he would have probably been more cooperative had his plan for WrestleMania not kind of fell apart before the show that day with Seth Rollins not being included in the rumble. From my understanding, he was going to work Seth at Mania and they were going to start that feud in the rumble, but they removed Seth from the rumble. And so Shane was kind of, I think he was kind of scrambling to keep, you know,
0: I thought I'd heard, I thought it was going to be him and Owens again.
1: No, from what I read earlier today, it was, it was supposed to be him and Seth Rollins starting something. Yeah. So, uh, for me, you know, and I, I'm, I know I'm alone on this Keith, you guys, y'all came on and said, ah, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Mark said the same thing, but I think, I think AEW should come calling. I, and the reason I say this, hear me out here. Dwayne actually commented and said, never in a million years will it happen. We all said that about Eric Bischoff. We all said it. And then Eric walked right through the door. Um, You're talking about Shane possibly going to AEW? Yeah, even for a one-off. I mean, what's he going to go over there and steal? If he comes over as talent, you know, then you work with him as talent. I don't don't think all the talent in the company knows what Tony's doing at all times. Tony doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) No,
3: Well, as I I believe I stated when I posted something about that, uh, you know, I see this from a purely uh, corporate uh, position and I see if Shane leaves WWE under any cloud of whatever and runs over to AEW, I see some kind of financial workings going on. I see that as the motivator beneath it all because I don't see him personally just crapping on his daddy to go to the competition. I I think there's something underneath it at play, and I think it's financial, either maybe W – because I think you mentioned Narge in some of the posts that – Vince was trying to sell WWE to one of the networks at one time, F Fox maybe was yeah. it? Uh, Disney um, I think is Disney the Fox. Current, you know, like darling, they, get, in the they river could mill. try and sell it to ESPN. I don't care. Or so maybe maybe this is a ploy to try and get a little bit of an edge in there, and then AEW goes, hey, maybe we can buy them, or vice versa. But I see Shane, the son of the guy who is WWE, going to AEW as some form of financial ploy more than I see it as a wrestling move. I could be different. I could be way wrong because y'all see it different, but I'm only looking at the big capitalism angle well, of this.
0: I well, when we first started talking about this, I think it was last week, and you remember what I told you is I'm a, I'm not a stranger to conspiracy theories and things like that. I said that it'd just be too easy to have Shane just go in as a mole, you know, just to, right, right. So that was my, that was where my head went to. I mean, it's a golden axiom in wrestling: never say never, which is kind of the golden rule. And that's true. You know, Shane could show up there for a one-off. If he does, he will purely be talent. He won't have any authority or any financial responsibilities, as I would imagine, for well, that very reason you mentioned. You
1: and know. that's the thing. From what I understand, Shane's kind of been out of the inner circle within WWE yeah. for a while. The, the company is, if Vince keeps it in the family, it's going to Stephanie. Stephanie yeah. From my understanding, is I, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think once Vince it's dies. going to Nick. Nick, Nick Con or, but from what I read, it was Fox. <laughs> uh, Freddie Prince Jr., the actor, actually is the one who was on the writing or something at one point, And Fox had came and said Vince wanted Fox to buy the whole thing at one point. I don't think the Cons need the money. I really don't think Tony's Tony's not in this for the money. They have right. money. They don't need money. He's in it because he's a, he's a fan. He's an actual legitimate right, right. fan. Think of
3: it this way: if if Con could fan get boy. Could if Con if Con was said, hey man, you know, hundred million, one billion, I don't know any of the numbers, okay. Do you want WWE? He immediately gets access to a load of talent that has marquee names behind it, and he can start rewriting the stories in the way that I think, if I understand all this right, you like. AEW is doing a better job with the stories than WWE. AEW is really. doing a better job of hanging on to people, <laughs> as, as Narge puts it. 50-50. Uh, hang on. When we get to the Royal Rumble, I have some shit to say. Trust oh, yeah, sure me. <laughs> so, uh, but the bottom line is that if that's the angle... And that is to get it, and Tony's to buy it. Maybe you're looking at somebody that can finally bring WWE back to its glory days by writing better stories. Yeah. And, what do well, you think?
1: And I, you know, if somebody was to buy it, I think the Cons would buy it from Vince before Vince bought it from the Cons. That's all. But for me, I don't, I don't see it that. I, you know, Shane kind of comes across as the type who might do something out of spite or just, just to be exciting off. and say, "Hey, I'll come over and I'll do a, I'll do a <laughs> six month." You know, one-off, and we'll see what it... Because what it's going to do, it, you know, it'll help AEW's ratings, but in the back of fans' minds, they're going to be like, well, how's WWE going to respond to this? There has to be some sort of response, which Mark will tell you that WWE doesn't respond to that. They shouldn't. They should ignore it. But if the son of the founder, you know...
3: Somewhere else, there's going to be a response. You should
1: have, yes. Well, now, no. hasn't WWE,
3: I mean, traditionally... I mean, we had ECW. We, we've had many other professional wrestling entities. Didn't they somehow, as a rule, either they or at least their talent get absorbed into what is now known as the WWE only, over the uh, years?
0: Only when they bought the company. Like, Vince bankrolled ECW for uh-huh. several years just to keep them afloat. And then he would sign some of their talent. Under the, the table. Nobody knew about yeah, this. Yeah, nobody, right. nobody knew about it. Right. Nobody knew about it until after they'd already sold the went bankrupt uh, ECW. Okay. The WCW was just... They would sign talent the, when their contracts expired until they bought the company. And then
1: and they were able to get it cheap because, in the end, TNT, the Turner, didn't want anything right. to, do to do with WCW anymore. Yeah. Um, so Vince was able to swoop in yeah. with not— He bought it for pennies on the dollar. Pretty yeah, much. pretty much, and got a roster and the tape history, you know, the whole right. thing. Yeah. So. I think he wanted the tape
0: library more than anything. More than anything, yeah,
1: because yeah. the network— wasn't yeah. a thing yet, but, but no, but I, that was in the back they of were, his mind.
0: They were making a killing on DVDs, a little back then. Yeah, uh, the thing also, well, as far as them selling, they just turned in a billion dollar earnings report this from last year. So that makes me wonder if they they might not even be inclined to sell if they're going to keep pulling in billion dollars yeah, a I year. I mean, if
1: I could bring a billion dollars a year, and I'd be like, eh, I could probably hang on to this. Yeah. That, One, it's weird that that came out right around the same time as all the Shane right. stuff too. So they, yeah. you know, they wanted to make sure.
0: So with that in mind we're going to get into the Royal Rumble. Now you guys got to watch it here on the gigantic uh, big screen. We
3: watched it live. I was
0: I was not here. I had a I had an obligation I had to go to, but it was you guys and all of our co-hosts from past episodes. So just tell me what do you guys think of the show?
3: So hang on, hang on. Before we talk about the show, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about this little divide you guys have. Okay? It's a real simple one. He believes everything Mark Mike Narge believes everything or very close to everything in WWE is so obtusely obvious. It's so easy to predict every little bit of it. There's no originality. There's no creativity. You know what's going to happen. And if you just even play checkers, but if you play checkers, you know what's going to happen in WWE and AEW, there's still a bit of a chess match involved. And I can tell you sitting next to him during this Royal rumble, he picked and pegged every single one of them, and I, I don't mean, like, guessing. I mean, like I said, that's what's going to happen. And then we did have some surprise people show up, especially the two, are they the, called the Royal Rumbles, the two yeah. big, like, 30-on-30s or mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah. Well, they're one-on-one and the five people, whatever. Even those, even when they threw the
1: surprise people out. Which one of the surprises was the winner. Yeah, yeah right. You, you so, called that yeah, one. So he called it. <laughs> you, so, You, Rhonda.
3: you know, I, I, I sat there, and I was a little bit in disbelief because we were all, I mean, Kyler and I were like, in fact, we had a bet. He has a Boston Red Sox hat now. Uh, but uh, the bottom line was, Narj picked and pegged every single thing. And to be quite honest, Mark, it supports his argument that WWE has no creativity or originality if somebody can guess it all. If he would guessed three out of five, I'd be like, okay, cool. But every single one of everything he guessed it, that means it's too easy to predict. Oh, I know it's predictable. I can predict it, too. But doesn't that make it boring? (laughs) Doesn't that literally take away some of the excitement? For the the creative, yes. But if you, like, I'll take Raw, for example,
1: Uh last
0: night. They had some of the best pure wrestling matches that they've had in a few months on there. And
1: so that's that's where we differ, is Mark is more the wrestling... I'm more
0: the in-ring than the creative. And
1: even in some of the in-ring, he prefers... More technical stuff. Where I don't. Right. I like the flashy. That's I like the death matches. And uh, yeah. with AEW. And when yes, I go to a
3: rock show, I want to see them perform. I don't want to listen to the record. But I don't, I don't want to see them die, though.
1: And so. Oh, I don't know.
3: That'd be pretty cool.
1: Like with AEW, for instance. <laughs> it's just. It, you Every week it's always something and you're like, "Wow." I mean Danhausen, for instance. That was a, a hell of a surprise. Oh Danhausen was a long time. <laughs> I, we've been
0: predicting Danhausen for weeks so. though.
1: But well, and we have, and I think everybody knew that, but just yeah, the way kind of he came no-brainer. about, it was like yeah, I like you know, how they
0: brought him out under the ring with the chair. And you know, and I'll go Danhausen.
1: And now Wednesday, they they have this big signing and it could be anybody. Yeah, who do you think it's going to be? Don't say Shane. I, well, I, I think the obvious easy answer is Keith Lee. Um, now he said big name though Keith and I go Ke- I go Keith Lee he's not a big name and no and so if it's not Keith then it's the other Hardy boy it's gonna be Jeff this which not
0: competes out up though
1: huh is not competes out up if you have I don't that's the thing though they're talking about big name coming in and shutting the door he's wrestling Isaiah Cassidy or is that his name is it Isaiah who the whoever is debuting Wednesday is wrestling oh, okay for it's a shot at the the belt. Who whose manager is Cassidy?
0: Uh,
1: Andrade. No, come on now. It's, <laughs> it's Matt right. Hardy. Yeah. So,
0: and there's been some heat on uh, on screen between Private Party and Matt Hardy lately too.
1: But but there's so many other big signings that it could be. I I just I don't know. And like somebody said, could it be somebody like Ali, who's not really a big name, but he's still signed? Is he willing to come contract. over and? But that's what I'm saying. Are these guys willing to come over and break their contract and deal with the legal stuff? Is Tony willing? Nobody's ever really done that.
3: Is there any chance, and I'm throwing this out there as a completely out of left field, probably not a not a not a chance in hell type of thing. Is there any chance in hell hell that they would like sign like you know I don't know Hulk Hogan just to just like mess with the world?
1: Well, he won't. uh, They could. I mean, Hulk could go more than likely. Ric Flair is going to show up there at some point. But whoever is being signed is actually wrestling.
0: Oh, okay. he totally can't wrestle anymore,
1: and th- and they have touted this as a huge, huge signing. So, and usually when they say that, it falls flat. It does. Uh, Christian, for instance, was a disappointment. Right. I, I think the easy answer is Keith Lee. I really don't know the one out of left field. Who, if he's still signed, is Jeff Hardy.
3: Those would okay. be my
0: two. My original thought was maybe it's who's the be, guy uh, that
3: just got kicked out of the WWE like recently? That's Jeff Any Hardy. number of people. That's
0: Jeff Hardy. Okay. And honestly, I wouldn't want him. Fuck him. <laughs> who? Hardy. Why? He won't do business. He walked out in the middle of a match and just left. That's not good business. From Ryan, what I
1: understand, he he had a, he he had injured himself in the match. I don't know. That was there's so looked, many rumors. He looked like he was. one of it's all story? Mistake. Well, WWE released him because they thought he was going to fail his drug test, and his drug test came back, and he passed all of them. So
3: this is marijuana. Yeah, this so that's, is PCP. Mm-hmm. This is your mother's. You know, acid.
0: That's all well and good, but if a guy bails in the middle of a match on a on an event, then I don't want him there. I, I said, no. that's just me. That's just the business heading me. But
1: I got no issue with it. And Like I said, I, I, when you're AEW, you're not worried about that. You've got his brother. Uh, we've said it before. You bring in the Hardy boys. You've got the Bucks, FTR, the Briscoes are coming. You've got all the best tag team. You literally have the best tag team division in the world in AEW.
0: Right now, you're right. Mark. But they'll be better if, if they have the Briscoes. What if Jeff
3: no, Hardy yeah. walking out was literally, for the first time in probably years, if, if I ask Narge, creative writing by the wwe and it's all a big show they, they
0: wouldn't waste that on a house show they would have done it on tv but
1: the thing so here's the thing okay. with with the hardys and i don't know if mark's read this or not they released him but then they begged him right. back they yeah. wanted yeah. him back and want to put him in the hall yeah, of they fame they so that leads the, me to believe i think that
0: was a fait complete because of the drug test thing
1: yeah and i think that's they were like oh shit we've kind of screwed up here a little bit you know i i don't know the reason for jeff rolling out of the ring and going through the Kraft i Sorry, somebody Dwayne. thought he hit his head and he was he was hurt. Now I don't know, but do, you know. Right so who on. do you who do you think shows up Wednesday? So
0: my original thought was uh, Adam Scher, you know Braun Strowman, but he was on. He's big, so but he was on busted open today, and it seems like he didn't really care to go to any of the big companies right now. That's what it sounds like. Him, he's and EC3 doing the things. Three he's have saying, their yeah. their things the so. But control your narrative business, you know, and they I guess they're starting to run shows too. So that was my first thought. I mean, the obvious choice is always Bray. Yeah, is it going to be? Brave? They got a history with Hardy, you know, so that could be. It uh, it could be anybody. I mean, if but if they're going with somebody who just got released by WWE, it's not going to be a big name because the big issue across the board in wrestling there are no household names anymore. You
1: said Cross is that a is that an option? Well,
0: he's doing the EC three stuff too, but I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I like Cross. I think he'd do well in AEW. But like
1: uh, I said, I think the biggest name that we've mentioned here. For a casual fan, it's going to be Jeff Hardy.
0: Yeah, and if you're going, if you're trying to cater to the casual fan, that's the guy to get. But also, I mean, I don't know. But uh, we got to wait and see uh, tomorrow night. I guess. we
1: will be tuning in. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I don't miss AEW. Raw, on the other hand, couldn't even find it last night. It was on Sci-Fi. Yeah, he had to. You he had, know, he
0: had the Olympics on, so they had the same deal with uh, AEW when the playoffs are going. They go pick a different night.
1: I try to find where AEW's at though. <laughs> From what I understand, Raw Ra was in the tank last night. Raw was very you know. good last night. I missed I saw the uh between RK Bro and the Academy. That was funny. Yeah, I like you know. I
0: like the academic challenge stuff. It gives you a chance to see Gable kind of come out of his shell a little bit. I like
1: that they're using him and Otis. They they those yeah. were guys I thought were on their way to being released. And now they're they're kind of set up to be some prime guys on Monday Night Raw. Yes, yeah, so.
0: I hope I hope they get a good run with the tag titles. I hope they don't just drop it back to Orton and
1: Riddle. No, nah, I, th- I think Orton and Riddle they've about ran their course. I, I thought that was the Mania match to make, so that's got to ha- you know. Yeah, I thought maybe in the Rumble that's where it would kind of break apart, but
0: yeah, it could be. But uh, I mean, you have I think match of the night last night. I don't know how much of it you watched. Uh, Damian Priest and AJ had a match. Uh, they call it a contenders match. If AJ won, he gets a title shot for the U.S. title, and he won clean. And Some, it was a damn good match, though.
1: Somebody had pointed out that you know, for months Priest didn't have a gimmick. He was just doing the Archer thing, and he went undefeated. And now that he has a gimmick, the personality thing, he's he's. You know, I mean, he's staring at the lights all the time. He's
0: been. He's not staring at the lights. He's getting DQ'd because he's doing the split personality thing. That's different. Yeah, well, but an uh,
1: L's an L, man. Ah.
0: Yeah, I know. The money's the same if you lose, but he's still being made to look strong though with the D Q. He's not getting dominated or anything. And AJ, you know, there's no shame losing to AJ Styles, no matter which way you cut it, and getting beat with his finish clean in the middle of the ring is fine. But Where, it's Where's Omos been? Uh he's been on. He wasn't on last night, but he's been on the last few weeks. Was he? Yeah. Just I been running know. through jobbers, you know.
1: And see how, yeah, he kinda he left A J. They had the one off and that was kinda it, right?
0: Yeah. Now I don't know what they're going to do with almost. I mean, they're probably just going to go the monster heel route with him, you know, but, uh,
1: they bring back the Andre battle Royal just, you know, to give him something to do.
0: That makes sense to me. I mean, what I thought they should have done is, well, I mean, down the road, not right away. I think they need to have him with Lashley, make Lashley the, the Hoganish baby face with the giant, you know,
1: should that, should they have MVP leave, uh, I Lashley think... and go with almost.
0: That could happen. I mean, if it, if going to go babyface, he can't have MVP with him.
1: No, and that and that's the only reason. If you want to go that route, I could see him fly because you got to keep MVP yeah. around. He's one yeah. of, I oh, think yeah. we'd yeah. we'd all talk. And, and almost he needs a, almost
0: needs a mouthpiece. Yep. But the thing is, here's my question: Would they do that this soon after Heyman bailed on Lesnar?
1: Right. Yeah. All the managers yeah. kind of swapping around. Yeah.
0: So I could see them kind of stretching that out a little bit. But uh, it's. That also depends on if Lashley keeps the title for any extended period of time. He might drop it to Brock at uh, the chamber. And then uh do the title versus title. I hope that's not what they do. Is though. Brock
1: in the chamber? Yeah. So is he he is it was he the last man?
0: Uh no, he's actually the first guy. Was he in. the first one? It was so it's uh, Lashley, Lesnar, AJ, Rollins, Theory Theory and Mysterio. Okay. So It'll be interesting. I mean, everybody's saying Brock's going to win, and he's always your favorite and to do it.
1: Him against uh, Roman, title for title, right? That's what that's, he wants that's to do. That's what he yeah, wants, yeah. That's, yeah. What, and that,
0: wants, that's okay. what a lot of people want. And I wouldn't hate yeah. it if – I want it if they unify, not if he's just going to defend both championships separately.
1: Which would make sense. You, you put the men's title up on, uh, what, Sunday night and then do the women's Saturday night. Yeah. Ronda headlines one. Brock, Ron,
0: yeah, because yeah, Ronda's got Charlotte on one night and then uh, Brock and Roman the next night. That's your main events right there.
1: Yeah. And from what I heard, they're already trying to book next year, which is, uh, LA, but they want Rhonda and Becky next year and rock Roman, which we've heard rock Roman for, you know, but if it's going to happen, it's going to be in LA. Yeah. Which makes the most sense. Yeah. So
0: I guess you called Rhonda a couple weeks ago. So hats off to you for that. Uh, Brock was – everybody thought it was going to be Roman going into the Men's Rumble.
1: Well, one, after the very first match, when I told Mark this, mm-hmm. I said, if he loses, he'll win. And, this, when he, you know, when when the, when the it went down with the DQ and all that, I'm like,
0: okay. Uh, Roman's keeping his belt. The
1: second Lashley won, and Dwayne actually said it on here too, it was a no-brainer that Brock right. was coming out. Yeah, that, that's, that's a given, so, you know. So which is unfortunate a... it went that way, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, if it wasn't going to be Brock – who would you have wanted to see win the Rumble?
1: I, I said from the beginning, the one guy I think that deserves it the most was AJ Styles. who's right. going to put a good match on with anybody. Our buddy Joe, that's usually on here with us, had called Matt Riddle, which was the rumor that Riddle that, was
0: penciled in. That was the rumors that uh, Brock vetoed it.
1: Yeah, and you, the thing is, is Riddle can have a great match with anybody. I'd love to see Riddle and Brock. or uh, Riddle, Riddle, and, Riddle, and, Riddle Lashley, and Lashley, Roma, any of them.
0: Oh, Riddle and Lashley kind of ran its course last year. In the U.S. title feud,
1: I'd watch it again. You think so? Oh yeah,
0: I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I like Riddle. And but had Riddle a,
1: and Brock, they've had this thing for a while, and then Goldberg's back. Well, Riddle and Goldberg, they could have worked that in. That's a feud that everybody kind of knows yeah. they've wanted. So
0: there's there's a question I saw come up: Is Riddle with Orton to try to get him back in the good graces of the locker room? Because there's stories going around that he's kind of uh, he, uh he's kind of got an attitude problem backstage. I don't know if that's true or not
1: could be you know maybe maybe they've put him with randy and he's kind of under randy's wing you know i think randy randy holds a lot of weight from what i understand again yeah. back to the rumble randy and shane had an issue in the back and it was supposed to be shane out at 29 mm-hmm. but they played his music at 28 and orton had told shane he's like i'm not coming out to here comes the money so you better get out there kid and <laughs> um, and that's kind of what caused it so shane had actually went out a spot early, and Randy told him to head out. Yeah, you know who's Vince going to listen to? You going to listen to the the million dollar talent you're paying, you listen to your you know, Ready kid. your <laughs> brat son who doesn't need the money. So, right. what do you do?
3: Speaking of brat sons, uh-huh. <laughs> Kyler, you've been somewhat silent here, and I know you have opinions because I can see your I can actually see my headphones melting to your ears with all the heat you're generating. <laughs> Tell us what you think.
2: Oh no, so. I think at Elimination Chamber.
1: Closer that, to the mic, boy.
2: <laughs> I think that Elimination Chamber. I think Roman's gonna keep the belt and kind of make a joke out of Goldberg.
1: Okay. Okay. I think he's gonna beat Goldberg. Yeah. Uh oh.
3: What makes you think that? What is your, what's your keen sense of observation telling you that for?
2: I think Goldberg has just been a long, like around for a long time, and just a lot of people think that Goldberg's gonna win, but I might be the only person that thinks that he's not going to win.
3: I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not you. betting you a hat on this one. <laughs> Just to be clear. It it seems like Goldberg's in put
0: everybody else over mode these days. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think Roman's going to win at the chamber.
1: Think he wins clean? One, yeah. two, three? Yeah. yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: I I have, I have think the Usos get involved. I think they try. Yeah. Somebody asked on here, um, Dwayne's all over the place. He, he wants to know if Paul Heyman will end up back with Brock Lesnar. No. I don't think now, maybe in the future. Eventually, We're not going to yeah. get a baby face Brock forever. Um, Mindy Elam hated Bad Bunny in the Rumble. I didn't mind Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is one the of Rumble. the The few celebrities that can work. Yeah. So And he respects the business. so He does. And from what I read, he has an open-door policy. He can show up yep. whenever he wants, he's and not, they'll do something with him.
0: He's not under contract, Dwayne. <laughs> no, no contract. <laughs> but no, he comes in, he gets Sheamus out which they could easily have him do something with Seamus at Mania.
1: Yeah, Seamus, you know, Seamus is a favorite of Vince.
0: Oh, he's a favorite of mine, too.
1: I And I'm not a Seamus guy at all. I think it's, you know, same old, same old with him. But him and Bad Bunny would be entertaining, and he's a guy, you know, they put Bad Bunny with Miz last year, and Morrison, Seamus is another guy that Bad Bunny mm-hmm. could do work with. So, but. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, speaking of The Miz, I don't think there's anybody doing any better heel work lately than The Miz.
1: How about last night? I did see that. that, was,
0: that was, yeah, he got a little heat with that Bring Eddie comment. Yeah. Bringing up the Eddie pop. Bringing up the Eddie storyline, which to this day I still think that they dropped the ball not having Dominic hanging from the uh, <laughs> from the rafters in that ladder match in 2005. But uh, I digress. Yeah, I, was surpri- I wasn't I was surprised Brock won after he lost the title. I was surprised Rhonda came out because I thought she had a few more months before she was coming back. I'll, I'll admit that. I thought she still had some uh, child care to to focus on before she was ready
3: to come back. And she, I thought, she came out looking pretty fucking good, too. Yeah, she looked great. She did a hell of a job. The problem
1: I, with Rhonda, and I love Rhonda. I'm mm-hmm. glad she's back. She brings a legitimate threat to the division
3: she can legitimately kick your ass she um the (laughs) problem
1: is is she her personality they wanted her to be a baby face she was acting heelish but she's acting heelish she's come out mean mugging the crowd from what i understand they had a talk with her in the back after i think either raw last week not this one last week or maybe SmackDown. one of the two where she was kind of mean mugging the crowd and they had to pipe in crowd noise like favorable crowd noise because the crowd was kind of giving her pushback, just so she, she, is
3: she acting a heel when she shouldn't be? Is that what
1: you're correct? Saying? Yeah, I she kind of got a chip on her shoulder. Their, their,
0: that, their creative wants her to be the babyface, but she's kind of acting. She she left as a heel, so I think she came back in heel mode. Yeah, uh, well,
1: and wrestling fans are gonna gravitate towards the homegrown talent more than right. You know, the one that's been away for two and a half,
0: almost three years. Three yeah. years.
1: So I guess
3: though if she works as a heel, like she is, you know, as a former UFC champion, all that. She has an intimidating nature yeah. and a heel. Because baby faces don't come off as intimidating. Well, they come off as the good guy. Right. The bad guy's the intimidating one. So maybe for her, it's hard to be the well, baby face. Oh, the
0: her she, Her style hasn't changed no matter if she's working face or heel. She's always done that style. She's always With a them. badass. Right. Well, okay.
1: even in UFC, I mean, she was always the. The one Very everybody intense. loved to hate because she had that look. She mm-hmm. It's confused. intensity. Yeah. She was kind of disrespectful to a lot of yeah. opponents. Too. She wouldn't shake hands, and right. so that's why people they loved it when they saw her getting yeah. knocked out. So I, when
3: does Conor McGregor try this shit? Because he's tried everything else. It'll he's happen. Been a dick. The I whole don't time. know when. I'm honestly,
1: spra- yeah, get. The thing is, I don't kinda... know
3: midget wrestling on the WWE. Yeah, he's only like five five.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet because he, I think he's won one fight in the last three years, four years, he's, or something like yeah. that. He's not. Well, didn't
3: he get like 150 million for the one fight he lost? The one, he, the boxing, the Mayweather one. Yeah, he, he made a ton of. money. He made so much money he didn't have to do anything. Now it's all publicity. He just goes for him. and
0: sells his whiskey in Ireland. and yeah. buys his ridiculous suits. His really
3: gasoline tasting Irish right. whiskey. Like Proper number twelve. <laughs> What's it called? Proper number twelve. That's it. Proper twelve. That's right.
1: Um, but yeah, I don't mind Rhonda. Uh, Mindy Elam said that she agrees to disagree with us some bad bunny. She wants to know why bad bunny and no Finn Balor. From what I understand, Balor was out of the country. He was yeah. He's back in Ireland right now. Yeah, he's he was like on vacation. Um, I agree with you. There's some guys that could have been in the Rumble. Cesaro, yeah. uh, Mark and I both agree. Sh- probably should have been in there at some point.
0: I agree. Yeah. Nakamura, I think, was in there for a very short time. He should have been there a little longer. My
1: wife pointed
0: out no R-Truth, who no I truth. always enjoy seeing. He was I'd... busy chasing uh, Dana Brooke around in the backstage.
1: Yeah, but Dana had time in the Rumble. So, you know, R-Truth's always entertaining. I love truth. That's yeah. a guy who Impact, they ought to let Impact go over to him. You know, they brought Mickey over to Raw. Right. They had to let R-Truth show up to Impact. We've talked about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the yeah. Be- I mean, he was. He was a world champion. a world times. champ. So. Yeah. Uh, be great to see him over there. He's oh, the yeah. he's the kind of guy I think they could afford to yeah. Eh, go ahead and go over because because they
0: know he will come back. And, yeah, and he will represent the WWE well. Yep. Like because Mickey did a hell of a job representing Impact in the Rumble. Just oh, yeah. it was cool having her music playing. She had the belt out. They ref they referred to her as the Impact Women's Champion.
1: Got her song. Got her,
0: Got her song. Yeah. So that's they did more for Impact in 20 minutes than Tony did for oh, Impact the there. whole time Kenny was their world champion. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but Tony tried, you know. No, he didn't. Uh, what? <laughs> Get, you know. He
0: just borrowed their belt for three months and put it on Kenny and said, like, carry, have Nakazawa carry this out every week.
1: Hey, he was on Impact trying to trying to pop a rating, you know. Tony, Tony uh, brings butts to the seats, man. Tony brings butts to the seats.
0: Tony needs to bring butts back to Champagne. That is true. I am are
1: yes. honestly surprised we have not had a uh, Tony
0: Khan, you listen to this, bring Dynamite back to Champaign or it.
3: I think the uh, State Farm Center or as the rest of the world actually loves to know it, the Assembly Hall mm-hmm. is a perfect venue for that's... AEW to start calling a a Midwest home base.
0: Well, that's the one that's where they that's where they ran that one time they came to Champaign, but they're happy being in Jacksonville and with Chicago the weather, I can't blame them. Yeah, they
1: Chicago They, like, like, they, they too, do yeah. like Chicago. They, they were doing like trust <coughs> downtown. They West. liked
0: the beaches of Cleveland, because Tony doesn't own a map. <laughs> but apparently. it's because
3: Cleveland rocks.
0: It, does. Yeah, it uh, does. Their baseball team is not so great.
3: They were. What are they, they call now? The, the Guardians. Guardians. The Guardians. Terrible. The Cleveland Guardians. Okay. Know what? What's what's worse? Almost <laughs> as bad as the commanders. Like, what's worse? The <laughs> Cleveland
0: Guardians or the Washington Commanders?
3: You know, it's funny. So the guardian's name comes based on these two guardian figures that are on the side of the road when you enter Cleveland. So for anybody that lives in Cleveland, there is an identity for those guardians. I think of all of us outside of there are like, the fuck does that mean? But for those people. So I would actually, I would have to defer to somebody that lives in Cleveland to ask, is that the right name? Because as an outsider, I don't think I get
1: to choose. You know what I would have liked? What's that? <laughs> the, the Cleveland wild things. See, yeah, I, I would. I, Mitch, man. Ricky Vaughn, yeah. Vaughan, yeah. See,
0: I, I wanted them to go back to the Cleveland Spiders, which was their name back in like the 1900s. Right on, right before, on. Before they were the, the Naps after Naplatchaway. Oh, no, well, not, there, you go. Not, not there Mitch, you go. not Mitch Vaughn. Ricky Vaughn. Uh, Ricky, Vaughn, Ricky, Vaughn Ricky Vaughn, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ricky, yeah, Vaughn, yeah, yeah. Ricky Vaughn, yeah. Uh, Ricky Vaughn. I mean, they uh, had
1: the logo already for them, The baseball yeah. with the Mohawk. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, they had everything. You know, so. Well,
3: the Mohawk may <laughs> have reminded them of their prior <laughs> yeah. name in some weird... Auxiliary, <laughs> but hurt kind of way. Uh, the Washington Commanders, honestly, when when they when li- they listed the list of potential names, it was one of the two that I saw. They said that makes the most
1: sense. I like not what that was, it's good. What was the other one? The Red Tails or the Red Hawks? The,
0: the Red Tails was the, one.
1: Uh,
3: there was Red Tails in honor of uh, the Tuskegee like, The Tuskegee Airmen, yeah. and I think that should have won. But I tell you what, I think had that have been the name they chose, I think. You'd have seen this entire contingent of people that think everything has to be politically correct go off on that because it seems PC. So I think they chose commanders because the commander-in-chief of the United States lives in Washington, D.C. Let's call them the commanders because I think they felt that was the least offensive. And now, of course, people are giving them hell because, well, it's a dumb name. They weren't going to win. They had no choice.
0: I know people were saying they should have gone with the Washington Sentinels, but I can't hear that without thinking of the replacements. Well, (laughs) there's that,
3: but Sentinels, to me, is too close to Senators.
1: Brandon Hayes says Cleveland really missed an opportunity to call themselves the Steamers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He is not wrong. Good job, Brandon. You're correct there. On the button. But do you know how many people would then have lost the entire ability to tell the joke about the Cleveland Steamer? I mean, like, what's a Cleveland Steamer? Uh, uh, Well, this guy's playing from this year. What?
0: And by the way, Brandon Hayes, when are you going to come on the show with us
3: I mean, you've got uh, you've got some things you could discuss with us, so one of these days we're going to get you on here. Yep, and Dwayne. Dwayne Carter, we've discussed this. Dwayne has to come down and become an on, on-site, in-studio guest one time because I'll tell you what, He's... of all of our comments, and many I think we'll probably bring up too, but um, Dwayne has been faithfully, loyally listening to us live since the first time, and he always always has something to say, and I personally consider him my favorite person to fuck with. He he logged
1: in within 30 seconds tonight of us getting on. Welcome to Michael Carey. Sorry, Mark. He's He's foolishly
0: devoted to Daniel LaRusso, though.
1: Daniel LaRusso.
0: not
3: Not Daniel LaRusso. He's no, not the, the karate, karate kid. kid. The karate kid. Oh, Daniel LaRussa. He's Same. not. He's not a,
1: a potato. potato. E- eagle or fang guy. You're not an eagle fang guy. Uh, but uh, no,
0: he queen? was saying that I forget who it was, the matchup was. He was talking about on Facebook, and I said that it wouldn't Bruce be. Leroy. Oh yeah, it was Bruce, Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy, yeah. And I uh, and I said it wouldn't be Daniel Russo because he's a punk kid, and then he got all defensive. It was like he cheated. That crane kick is illegal, and you know it. In that All Valley Karate Championship.
3: Um. Uh, you know what? They didn't tell him it was illegal. It wasn't illegal. It's Miyagi that simple. Miyagi should have known. Yeah, but Miyagi's the a hero, baby. refereeing it said it was legal. That's it. He was on the take. I know it. Yes. Miyagi you're... had him on the take. Johnny Lawrence had extra bag it coming. Of M&Ms. Miyagi M's. Yeah, exactly. the exactly. Johnny car. Lawrence had it coming. I agree there. <laughs> Although, I'll tell you what, guys, just real quick, as because it's not wrestling, but that series is one of the few series that pops up, and as soon as it's going, me and the kid are watching it because it is just so great, and it's so reminiscent of the – the original movie, the flavors there. Although I do think, you know, they need to come up with a little better because then they just bring in like the last season they brought in the other bad, bad guy
1: from the, they're, the they're, third. Installment. They're
3: running out of him. I mean, and now the Japanese uh, he's coming two, back. He's coming over to be a helper, right? Or to, to help. So it's like, well, who do we got left? Hillary
1: Swank. I'm waiting. <laughs> That's right. Next season, she, we need next Hillary. Season. She's has no.
3: Hillary Swank, next season. Uh, no, if Will Smith's kid is in it, <laughs> I think there's a term for that. Happy Days. What was? Oh
1: yeah, jumping, jumping the, the, shark. the shark. Hillary's literally the only one left, though. I'm waiting for the original. A, I'm
0: waiting for a crossover episode with sidekicks. Get uh, Chuck, Chuck Norris <laughs> and Joe Piscopo over there.
1: <laughs> oh, no, can't get Jonathan Brandis. No, yeah, but if you
3: get Chuck Norris in there, everybody else dies. I mean, it's done, right? It's true. That's true.
1: I but I agree with you. Cobra Kai was I binge watched it last I Saturday. To, I still have to watch it. i haven't watched it's it. It's
3: so fantastic. Well, I'm sorry. At the end, somebody wins and another person loses. Darn it! So I just want I didn't want to be a total spoiler, but I no. give you some. All right. What do so, you think, Kyler? I mean, Kyler's over here. He's been grinning the whole time and he's laughing. <laughs> you can see it. But Kyler, you just have to get in that mic and just tell us what you think. You can't sit back and laugh. This is everybody. Get in here. What do you think?
1: Cobra Kai. You want to talk about? Oh, i never oh. watched Cobra Kai. What? No, I don't let him. There's what? There is some adult. He is 10. Yeah, there's some, some, uh, some suggestive uh, oh. stuff. We'll wait a couple years. Has he ever seen the original movie,
3: which was designed for 10-year-olds?
1: Bits and pieces of it we have, yeah. yeah you need to watch the original. Unless it's on his movie. cell phone, That's he doesn't it. care. Right. So, yeah. Oh, man.
3: I get that one. Yeah, yeah. You know what I want to talk about?
1: Or I know it's what you want to talk about. I want to talk about the first guaranteed contract in Game Changer Wrestling history, signed last night. Uh
0: Uh-oh. He's getting MD paid.
1: He's getting MD paid. (laughs) Yeah, The King, Nick Gage, the first and maybe the last and only official contract for Game Changer Wrestling. Yeah,
0: Brett said he's probably the only one.
1: Brett Lauderdale said they wanted to sign him and said Nick deserved to have a contract that took care of him for the rest of his wrestling career, mm-hmm. um, where he was kind of able to make his own decisions. So they've they've signed him, they've locked him up. Nick Gage is officially all game changer. Right? So so what <laughs> what this means, if I'm understanding correctly, is. Unlike
3: the other big houses, they sign somebody for a year or two years, G C W usually signs them like per event or a little it's less just six they're months. Independent contractors. They're yeah, independent, they, so they, they may fight this, may not this. So he's but now Nick Gage to... always will be G C W and he's always guaranteed he'll have work and money. Correct. Right. So that means his merchandising is about to take off.
1: Right. Oh yeah. The only thing Nick really needs to do at this point is hit the gym and drop about thirty five right. pounds. Right. He looked terrible he looked in bad. Hammerstein. Yes. Um he that walked guy, out. But... I, he looked like he hit the whole buffet table before uh-huh. he hit the ring. I don't know. Maybe so.
3: that's why they signed him. It was like, "Hey, dude, we'll sign you so you can afford a personal trainer."
1: That's what everybody in the comments is saying. It's like, "All right, now that now that they've signed people, you, and... I don't know Nick Cage. You know, but I mean, yeah. he or,
0: really or should. Nick Cage. You said Nick Cage.
1: I, I tried <laughs> to say Nick
3: Gage, but my throat was <laughs> so. But uh, yeah, so
0: speaking of GCW. Uh, Couple weeks, they got another double shot going on, and they've announced the Hate Club and the Rejects for the tag titles. It's gonna be fun. That's gonna, uh, it's gonna be that's brutal. It's gonna be brutal. Yeah. But what of Effie? Effie, I think, is on assignment. If you listen to KG over the he's weekend. on
1: assignment. Effie's working this angle on Twitter, where he's kind of telling Brett Lauderdale, the owner, that he's tired of putting over these old guys for clout—Jeff Jarrett and Scorpio, Scorpio and Cardona, and all so these Effie, guys. Effie's
3: like, "How about we stop hiring those guys? Hire some real talent. Let's yeah. have fun."
1: Or focus on
0: the guys you have more than bringing in the outside If guys. I
1: was locking somebody else down in a contract, Effie. Effie's the guy. Jeff yep. Jarrett actually came on and said out of the entire GCW locker room, Effie is the most marketable person based on everything he saw. He said right. he, he appeals to the masses between the Elton John song and his in-ring work and his character – that he would be the most marketable person on the entire roster, and I don't. Dis- Jeff Jarrett don't, has an eye for talent. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. disagree. So maybe Jeff Jarrett should just become a quote unquote manager. I think Jeff Jarrett's going to have he's going to do a lot more with GCW. A lot of these huh? older guys. Well, funny enough, we're we're talking old guys. Did you see Marcus Buff Bagwell?
0: <laughs> yeah, he wants to do a death. He match. wants to do
1: it. And Lauderdale actually said he he felt like it was a fake tweet. He's right. like, ah, I don't believe it. Wouldn't shock me, Joey Janela's spring break, to see Bagwell come out, if nothing for the clusterfuck Battle Royal. Yeah. But I think we see Bagwell WrestleMania weekend.
0: Okay, so assuming Buff gets a
1: death match, who do you want it to be with? It's got to be Nick Gage. You think so? Yeah. Schlack. <laughs> if you're going to give him a death match, give him the guy. <laughs> Give him the, you know.
0: Put him with Cologne uh, see what
1: happens. Cologne, A.J. Gray even. A.J. with the extreme title. Yeah, I think, you know, A.J. AJ worked work. well with PCO.
0: Hell, put, put him with Janela in a death match. Alley catch.
1: Yeah, Janella, Janella's working everybody. They're yeah. literally, you know, he's the other guy. If you had to rank kind of the, the leaders of that company, yeah. it's Nick Gage and Joey Janela. They're oh, the yeah, top definitely. two. Alex Cologne's up there for... His brand of stuff. He's, you know?
0: he's got that locker room leader role, but as far as like the being the faces of the company, it's, it's uh, Janella and Gage.
1: And they trusted Joey this weekend with Dr. Wagner Jr., yeah. who's had a, a, had a legend, so had yeah. a good match.
0: So there was some uh, fireworks before the uh, show this weekend. Dr. Wagner and Psycho the Clown had a little—nobody uh, knows if it was a work or a shoot. I'm inclined to think it's a work.
1: And you'll appreciate this, Marco. These are Lucha Libre. This is oh, what you I wanted. love this. I want more of that. That's uh, great. Yeah, I think it's a work. Because you know.
0: they had the payoff at the end of the night with the challenge for the hair versus mask match for L.A.? Yeah,
1: or was they. A, I no, don't was remember. the collective, I think. Yeah, the collective. I think they were talking. Like Gringo's show or something. Gringo's show. Who? How about Gringo? Oh, man, he was so good. Him and Psycho the Clown. That they, was the match, was match of the night. That was, wasn't it? That it was yeah. the yeah. match there of the night for him. me, Psycho and, and Gringo. Gringo has grown on me. The first time yeah. I saw him, and I, I think it, was, it wasn't even GCW, it was AAW out of uh, Chicago. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he reminds me of a friend that we used to have in our group named Chad. Is who he looks like. Ah, uh, Chad, I remember Chad. Chad. You remember Chad? This, it's, uh-huh. this guy looks like Chad, but a little more overweight. Okay. He comes out to Drake's uh, rip off of uh, "I'm Too Sexy" or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's got a belly, but the guy can work. He flips. He does. I mean, he fantastic in the ring, and just bled all over the ring like a oh, stuck man. pig on bled the uh, Sunday night. Yeah. So. Can I tell you
0: who impressed the hell out of me this weekend? Yes. Sam Stackhouse.
1: I did not see him. That's the big, big boy. That's the big guy. He, he was in the Battle Royal, right? Or he, no, he... Uh, he was... I think he was in the... Binary. The Cardona... No, he's the Cardona-Janella match at Hammerstein. He's He came out because he was messing with Swoggle. Right. Yeah. That was Stackhouse. Swaggle,
3: the guy that's coming to Bloomington? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That's Horn Swoggle
3: or Swoggle? Swoggle. Well, Swaggle Swoggle now. Okay. But uh, with he Stackhouse... Yeah, he was
0: Hornswoggle. Okay. But Stackhouse, hes if you watch him in the ring, he looks like one-man gang and Bam Bam Bigelow had a baby. He's kind of a big ball of <laughs> He's mush. a big boy, but, man, yeah. he's athletic. He's doing moonsaults
1: and eye spots. And... He did that, yes, in the uh, the Hammerstein show.
0: Yeah. He did a moonsault through the door on uh, Dante Leone and beat him for the Loco Championship.
1: Dante's a guy that's kind of – I don't think he gets enough credit. He's pretty good in the ring. He's, yeah. he's got some flippy stuff. But... Yeah,
0: he's got some – got – Guys loaded with talent,
1: but uh, Blake Christian. Blake Christian is really cool.
0: been, he's been really impressing me lately.
1: He's a guy WWE. I, I don't want to say drop the ball because he's not the build. No, for two hundred five, but nobody was, cares about two hundred five.
0: They shouldn't have signed him not because of talent, but because they wouldn't have known what to do with him anyway.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if he's part of the package. He he is Cora Jade's better half, right? Right. And they they're kind of use. She's kind of the new AJ Lee. If you look at her, she's yeah. you know she's they've kind of given her Darby's gimmick though with the Darby's skateboard. gimmick <laughs> and AJ's look but well but somebody she's, else she's got
0: talent though she's damn good in the ring.
1: Oh, she's great. Somebody else the other day though said what was the difference between her and Sky Blue if you've ever seen Sky Blue. I have seen very Sky Blue. Very similar gimmicks look very much the same. Um but yeah, I don't you know, GCW I told you the other day it, it's just a buffet of stuff and that's why they're so fun. You can watch a technical match with Gresham and whoever he wants to work. And then you turn around, you've got the death match. You've got Lucha Libre. You've got Cardona out here wrestling Ricky Morton. I mean, it's literally, if you don't like this, yeah, it's like Illinois weather, you know, wait a couple minutes, it'll (laughs) change and there'll be something else. Awesome. Definitely. I'm happy to be on the ground floor. I I feel like we've jumped on, you know, Kyler and I went and saw him two years ago. Um, right around during the COVID stuff, we were outdoor, and I just, I remember I told you about it. I was like, holy crap, we got to check these guys out. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's blown up from there. so
0: yeah. And speaking of uh, places we got to check out, uh, you let me know that coming up next month, Warrior Wrestling's coming to Indianapolis.
1: Yeah. And man, they, they bring a roster. Yeah. Brian yeah. Cage is a big guy yeah. for them. Osprey's guy. Osprey. He's the champ, right? Yeah.
0: I, last I checked, he was still their champ. Yeah.
1: So, be very curious to see, and it's a venue I've never been to before. I think it's downtown. I don't remember what it was. Something Hall, um, but yeah, we're gonna Scott look into hall. that. Yeah, <laughs> hey yo.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna keep an eye out for for that, and hopefully we can get out there and check it out because I've been wanting to check them out for a while. But uh, yeah, so with GCW they got a show come. They got a couple shows coming up. Not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. And uh, I think one of them is gonna be in LA, and then. They got some good stuff planned for that. They got the Hate Club and uh, the Rejects is the one off the top of my head. I think kogar has got Billy Starks on one of the shows.
1: Yeah, how's that gonna go? You've got <laughs> a crazy man and a sixteen-year-old out there. <laughs> I like yeah, G- GCW promotes some of these youngins. Uh, yeah. Kyler, like we like watching Nick and Nick Wayne. Yeah, whose yeah. dad Buddy Wayne used right, to be a right. pro wrestler, so West
0: Coast guy. But, yeah, he's he's grown on me. I wasn't sure what to think of Nick Wayne when I first started watching him, but he's really impressed me lately.
1: He's he's starting to bulk up a little bit, which yeah. I think was definitely necessary. Yes. The first time I saw him, he was taking bumps. I'm like, this mm-hmm. dude, he's he's not gonna have much of a career. But he's starting to bulk up. Another guy, and he's been working with him is Jordan Oliver. I told you, I love, yeah. I love. I think yes. Jordan's awesome. Yeah, they make but,
0: for a hell of a tag team. Yeah, those two guys. That's right up there with uh, when Blake Christian teams up with
1: Alex Zane. Yeah. Oh, man. That was fun. Well, they. uh, They had the Briscoes. Yeah. They made it on ESPN. That's the one where. uh, They beefed on the door and almost killed Jay. (laughs) Did you see the promo they cut on that about being uh, viral? No. The Briscoes cut one on the farm. And he's like, man, man, bro, bro. You know, you're viral. He's like, what's that mean? What's that mean? (laughs) Their videos are great. Who's the one always snacking in the back? One of the brothers always has, by the end of the video, he had cheese balls in a video. He think, had a slushy. I want to say it's Mark, but I've, I haven't watched a lot of the videos. I
0: I listened to the promos and oh, Jay's the Wing talker.
1: Yeah. When are they coming? It's got to be Evolution or Revolution.
0: Well, they got the Crockett Cup coming up in March, and they're oh. already announced for that. Okay. And that's something I'm interested in because they're doing it. I think they're doing it closer to the original concept of the Crockett Cup. They've announced four teams already, and this is going to be in mid March, like the 19th and 20th. And they've announced four teams, and they said there's going to be more. So, And the last time they did the Crockett Cup, it was just four teams. Oh. Because it was the Briscoes, Rock and Roll, Wildcard, and Brody and PCO. And that, was the, that was it. So this year, they've already announced the Briscoes, uh, the British Invasion, which is Aldis and Doug Williams, uh, La Rebellion, who's their tag champs, and uh, Strictly Business, which is Latimer and Chris Masters.
1: That's not a bad start. It's not a
0: bad start. And Bully and Dreamer are lobbying to get put in as a team for
1: that. I'm okay with that. I think you got to put Rock and Roll Express in on their farewell tour.
0: Absolutely, I agree with that. They're, I mean, I don't know. If they could easily put FTR in there. They could. They could go across territories and just pluck guys. This is a, a two night show.
1: Yeah, like I said, I don't think Tony. They're coming. Tony's not gonna miss out on the Briscoes before somebody else gets them. With FTR. Yeah, but
0: he. I wish he would have done it sooner because people are gonna forget all about that final battle angle if he's not careful. Well,
1: yeah. I, th- I that's and I think the Briscoes are trying to keep that alive. All their promos mention, you know, they're going back. But it's Twitter. You've got to do something. Else, to, You know, not everybody's on Twitter. Well, they're,
0: they're, they've are they been on Busted Open twice in the last, like, month. And both times they've been referencing it and
1: talking about FTR. Speaking of the Briscoes, Ring of Honor is doing a Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah. And they've announced uh, two inductees so far. The first one is no-brainer, Briscoe Brothers. Yep. And this week they announced the American Dragon. Uh, Brian Danielson's going in, which is another no-brainer in my book.
1: I, um. Uh... How many do you think they're gonna put in? I guess five. All right, give me give me the other three. Punk, yep.
0: Samoa Joe, ah, uh, yep. And homicide. So all all in ring talent. All in ring talent. Okay. I mean, Kerry Silkens gonna go in eventually, but yeah. I think he'll focus. He doesn't want to. I don't think he'll want to be
1: the focus to start with. What was uh What was old boy's name that got busted on uh To catch a predator? Feinstein. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be Feinstein. <laughs> I remember that back yeah. in the day. But yeah, no, I agree. Smojo, Punk, Homicide, great ones. Roderick Strong's a guy. If he wasn't under WWE, I yeah. think he did a lot of good work there. He did some great work there, yeah. Um, what I watched the other day, Lance Storm and Brian Danielson. Oh, from I Green remember Honor. that. Match. That was such a good match. I bet that's right up your alley, man. 2006,
0: Just, yeah. Yeah. Back when Danielson was doing some very similar
1: heel work to what he's doing now. Who who were some other big Ring of Honor names for you? I know you know uh, Seth was there for a uh, yeah, Tyler, Tyler Black, Black. Seth, uh, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens.
0: Yep, uh, Austin Aries was a big one for me. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Nigel McGuinness is another one.
1: Nigel was yeah he was a big Nigel deal was there for a champion a for a long time there.
0: And then you know you got your original guys like your low key and it uh, was your, amazing. Red there, Red was there. AJ was there. People love Amazing Red. Yeah, uh, Adam Cole. You know. Bay bay. He's a three-time world champion in the Ring of Honor. We got to get Murray on.
3: Murray loves that.
0: Murray loves Murray. some Adam Cole.
1: Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Hey, yeah.
3: So I think it's a good time right now to take a break. Yeah, and when we get back, we got y'all got to listen because these guys are going to fight <laughs> to the death over Brother. the mega powers. And Dwayne, I saw you commented earlier that you have your own opinions. What uh, if surprise. I set up a if I set up a <laughs> Zoom, do you want to call in and share your opinions with us live now, on the air? Last Anybody?
0: He, last time he tried, he couldn't get the Zoom to
3: work. Well, that's not my problem. I, my my technology job is here, not there. Right,
1: but uh, anyway, Tony Elite needs to sign the Briscoes ASAP. I think it's a done deal, Brandon. I think he's just they're they're waiting for the right moment. I really think it's revolution. So
0: that's really it. And I'm going to use a phrase that the Briscoes use today on busted open shitter, get off the pot, Tony. Come on. I think. You're what if asked. the
3: shitter's full? Then it's Christmas. All righty then. <laughs> With that, we'll be right back, guys. Right. Be back in five.
0: All right, welcome back. Narge made a beer run for a second.
3: B-double-E-double-R-U-N.
0: So this gives me and Kyler a chance to talk a little shit about him. Uh, so <laughs> I know what he's going to say about uh, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, but you know he's full of crap,
3: right, Kyler? No. Uh-oh. You don't know, or he's not full of crap?
2: No, he's not full of crap. Talking uh, to the
3: mic, kid. Be he's... forceful. Yell at the mic. <laughs> well, don't don't yell, but you know. He is not full of crap. <laughs> so
0: we're going to engage in the debate that we've been waiting for since the first episode of this show, because I have a very firm opinion one way, and Narj and apparently Kyler have <laughs> definitive opinion the other way, and Marco doesn't know either way.
1: Hulk Hogan rocks. Neither do, neither to Scotty. Thank you.
0: So so we're going to finally settle this. The. Uh, Long-standing issue. Who was the actual bad guy in the Mega Powers explosion in 1989? And we'll give uh, Marco a little bit of a backstory. They started teaming up in '88 in SummerSlam.
3: They were buddies, right? They were buddies, yeah.
0: and it uh, basically Elizabeth tore them apart. Right, right. And you know, Hogan was horribly inappropriate and caused Randy to have... Randy had mental problems. So <laughs> that just pushed him over the edge, and and it was all Hogan's fault. So, Narge, I'm, I'm hearing an echo of myself, and it's kind of throwing me off. It's just a delay. All right. Got to get that seven-second delay in because...
1: To make sure I don't drop an F-bomb. Yeah, yeah mine's doing the same thing.
0: Because God forbid that happens on this show. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. All right, Narge, so let's get into this. Hogan and Savage...
1: Yeah, brother. You have the floor. So clearly, as Vince intended, Hulk Hogan was the baby face in the entire situation. And a hero, a hero nonetheless. Randy Savage and his just arrogant, uh, over-controlling ways with Miss Elizabeth. The lovely, lovely Miss Elizabeth. Randy Savage. I mean, Miss Elizabeth couldn't go anywhere without him. I mean, he was a control freak. The guy was a psycho. You said it yourself. He had mental problems. Hulk Hogan was, was there as a friend, a confidant, somebody for her to confide in. I just I don't I don't see how you can turn this any other way, brother. So
3: so real quick, Dwayne has said, OK, my opinion is this. Randy was the heel. Hogan never got out of pocket with Elizabeth. Everything Randy saw was because he was jealous
1: and paranoid. Boom. Uh, that's I don't even need to say anything. We else. have, we have one vote. Or Dwayne drops Hogan's the the good guy. Oh, or so okay. Hogan would have you believe.
2: Man,
0: is it me or is it Brighton here? I got I got to fix something here.
3: Oh, look at this! Putting the shades. If on. you guys I could laugh. see this, you'd laugh almost as hard as we're about to. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you guys a little history lesson here. Nard, you got the picture going
0: up.
1: No, I was trying. You can't do it in the live <laughs> thing. Oh, he still posted the page. Yeah, yeah.
3: gotcha.
0: But. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to take you back to WrestleMania 4, Marco, when Macho Man went the distance in the big tournament and won the World Heavyweight Championship. Is that
3: 1983?
1: 88. 88. Wow, you were way off. From <laughs> the fabulous Trump Plaza. <laughs> I, in I, as far as City. I'm concerned,
3: WrestleMania 4 could have been 1927. That's, so. that's true. That's true. But anyway, so Savage
0: goes the distance, wins four grueling matches, all fair and square, because he is the babyface after all. And in the the main event of the show was him and DiBiase in the finals of the tournament. And Andre is out there with DiBiase and he doesn't do anything. He maybe Savage thought he might've been doing something. And Elizabeth goes back to the uh, backstage and brings Hogan out to kind of even it up, you know, as a protector. Yeah. So Hogan attempts to try to get Savage disqualified in that match by jumping in and hitting DiBiase with a chair and then going back out and pretending nothing happened. And after after the match, Savage wins, wins the championship. Hogan runs over, assaults Robin Leach, takes the championship belt from him, and
3: the just, you, the 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 let me go to the millionaire's yacht, Robin Leach? Yeah, lifestyles of the rich and famous wow. Robin Leach was okay. the celebrity. There. I remember him okay. Champagne yeah. wishes.
0: So Hogan steals Macho's thunder, makes it about himself like he always does, because he is not a Hulkamaniac, but an egomaniac. That's Whoa. right. Play all words. He's
1: money, brother. Yeah. Just listen. Ted DiBiase said
0: so. But so starting there, then he, he goes away, makes his movie. No holds barred. Great movie. You know, we got to watch it sometime on the big screen, Marco. But uh, he comes back when Savage needs a tag partner against the Mega Bucks for SummerSlam.
3: Dwayne, you talking about Marco or Mark Rebman, just to be clear, so we know which one of us is going to yell at you? Rebman.
1: <laughs> I can answer for you. <laughs>
3: yeah. So
0: when the match goes on, you know, Jesse Ventura is the crooked referee, and it's the all going. The governor. The governor. Future guest of the show, hopefully. But he's the referee. Everything's going smoothly for the mega powers until they got knocked out of the ring. I don't know how Hogan did it. If he slipped her of twenty, he convinced Elizabeth to take her dress off on the apron, knowing that it would it would throw Savage off the uh, off the deep
3: end. Twenty bucks inflation, uh, so eighty seven dollars <laughs> today.
0: So so, Liz showing her gams gets enough of a distraction for Andre and DiBiase that Hogan and Savage are able to win.
3: Right on. After the Good match, call, Hulkster. After, after the <laughs> match,
0: they're celebrating in the ring. Uh, Macho puts Liz up on the shoulders like he does. You know, trademark macho man. And Hogan puts his hand on the gluteus maximus of the lovely Miss Elizabeth. Liz
1: was slipping. See, Randy was covered in so much baby oil that she was falling and the Hulkster propped her up. Macho
0: has done that hundreds of times. He he knew what he was doing. He was off kilter that evening. He he, he may not
1: have been taking his meds.
3: I'm going to just tell you this as a gentleman. Well, just as me, <laughs> if I'm standing behind a guy that's covered in baby oil and grease and he's got a girl on his shoulder and she even slightly moves, I'm going to make sure she doesn't fall. If, and if the closest thing to me to grab onto might be her back end, this is just a gravity support mechanism to me. That's all it is. It's a safety thing. I don't it, want her to get it, hurt. It, it, was, all right.
1: it was um It was heroic. I, I,
0: Hogan, Hogan
3: right. should have won a presidential Heroic. medal for Chivalry. that. Chivalry. Right. It was chivalrous. Chivalrous. Okay. Was
0: let's, let's go a little further then. <laughs> Survivor Series, 1988. Mega Powers team against the Twin Towers team. Boss Band and Nakeem and DiBiase, uh, Red Rooster and. i trying to remember the other guy. Uh, Ron Bass? Uh, I just want to make sure everybody has Jerome Bass. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a second to think about it and I can tell you. But. In the course of the match, Hogan convinces the boss man to handcuff him to the ropes on the outside of the ring so he doesn't have to get in there and take a beating from anybody. That leaves Macho in there to get his ass kicked by three people. And then finally, when it's convenient, Hogan gets Slick to give him the key, and or I'm sorry, give Elizabeth the key, and she unlocks him. He gets the tag, gets all the glory, wins the match. Haku! That's who it was. King Haku was the fifth guy. Because it came down to Haku and, the, and Hogan and Savage. So Haku's about to beat Savage, and Hogan g- gets a blind tag in, comes in, does the Hogan bootleg drop, everything, steals, again, steals Savage's glory. And uh, so there's that.
1: What this boils down to, brothers, Randy just couldn't get it done when things needed to get done. You notice, yeah, because you notice you've been a, a brother you.
3: several times right now. You understand the <clears throat> undertone, right? Oh, I get
2: you. Yeah, brother.
1: That's right. So Quiet, he, had to, he, had, he had to tag in. The largest arms in the world. The 24 inch pythons to make sure business got taken care of. Oh,
0: all right. So you believe what you want out of that. Let's go to the Royal Rumble in 1989.
3: Hogan. So, so real comes quick, in, this, the, all of this we're talking about is this the era where Hogan wore red and gold yes. or the era where he wore black? Full blown Hulkamania. This is Hulkamania. Okay, this is still Hulkamania. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. at one point he went black and even darkened his beard. Right? Was made, that was mid 90s. Uh, okay. Okay. Good. All
0: right. So, Royal Rumble. Macho has a beef with Bad News Brown going at this point. They've been going over the loop and everything, and they've been having words. And while Macho is trying to handle his business and eliminate Bad News, Hogan came in from behind and threw both of them out, eliminating his best friend and tag team partner and making him look like an idiot.
1: What, what is the tagline for the Royal Rumble, Mark? Every man for himself. himself. Yeah uh, but it's I, always, we've seen brothers throw it's, the brothers out. It's right, every, Kyler? It, every it, man for himself. Every yeah. Hogan. If for I was himself. in there, are you gonna throw me out? No. Why? Were you trying to win? <laughs> yes, you are. Did I don't you, think he can throw you out. You're you're a big boy. If you were in there, I would throw you out. Just like Ray would yes, have thrown Dominic true. out this past rumble. Mike Carey
3: wanted want to point out that
1: he ate a slim Jims. He yeah, he, he that's the problem is he was always he was snapping too he much. Was, he was too busy
3: club. having uh
1: but what's uh, going on?
3: Beefsteaks
0: in the
1: rumble. So Hogan just keeps needling Savage as
0: the months are going on. He throws Savage out of the rumble. Savage comes back and he wants to tear Hogan apart with good reason. And finally, Elizabeth sticks her little nose in the middle of it again and convinces him to shake hands. It was hands.
3: a pretty little nose.
0: It was a it was a very pretty, a very nose. dainty nose. She was a very pretty lady. My brother wanted her poster on the wall when we were kids, but my mom said no. Never a Liz fan. I was always more of a Sherry fan. That's not being Elizabeth, one a couple years ago. It's, a, it's apples and oranges. But I digress. So let's uh, move on to the main event, February of 89. This is where every, all the shit goes down.
1: This is where he had lust in his eyes. This is where he had. Well, he, always Wrong. had lust.
0: he always had lust in his eyes. But this is the one where Akeem throws Savage out of the ring. He lands on Liz, knocks her out, which is horrible. You know, I don't condone violence on the ladies, you know, especially a dainty flower like Elizabeth. Unless
3: there are female wrestlers getting into the
0: business right. themselves, exactly. Yes. Elizabeth was not a wrestler. She was not there to take bumps. Right on. So Savage, because he is a good tag team partner, gets back in the ring to continue Dwayne fighting.
3: has spoken. Elizabeth was beautiful. She
0: was, and I agree. But Savage gets back in the ring, and Hogan just— leaves gets on the, gets off the apron picks elizabeth up like king kong with uh what's her name Doris day he goes back to the uh to the medical area for what had to be 10 minutes
1: he was making sure she was taking care of they
0: have doctors back there she could have left her there and gone
1: back she is an 80 pound lady and they and, have and Rand- randy's worried about getting a win Getting the W. Hey, money's Hulk money, is, baby. Hulk, Hulk is worried about her well-being. Money's money. Color. So- what is your argument? Who? What side are you on here?
3: We got to hear this.
2: I see Randy being selfish.
1: That's right. So Hulk taking wow. Miss Elizabeth to the back to see the doctor was the right thing to do. Yes.
0: What they should have was it a real
3: doctor or one? No, they have that plays like a doctor Doogers. on TV. Doogie Howser, I think. Uh, it wasn't yeah, Noah Drake what, from General it, Hospital. What?
0: Oh, I mean that guy. Yes. But what Hogan should have done, <laughs> he should have thrown up the X on the floor, let the trainers and the EMTs come and take her away, and he can still focus on helping his partner win a match. On Should a,
1: have thrown up the X and told Elizabeth she, he had two words for her. Right. Nah,
0: But this was a nationally televised main event with millions of viewers, and they wanted to see the mega powers because they, they were a hot act back then. You know, two biggest stars in the company. So – Hogan goes and has his coffee break and whatever and gets his trying to get his Emmy nomination for his overacting back there. Then he finally sashays out like he's the cock of the walk or something. And Savage gave him what he what he deserved. He slapped him in the face. Slapped him like a a girl.
1: Just slapped him.
0: Fine hot shot. You can you think you're a big deal. You can do it yourself. And he left.
3: It was a bitch slap. Is that what you're saying?
1: It was. It was indeed. It it was.
0: Yeah. There's nothing bitch about macho. That was a pimp slap. But. (laughs) Savage goes back to check on... I thought
3: Elizabeth was a good girl. Now you're calling her a hoe because he was a pimp. No, no. Make
0: up your mind. No, no, no. So Savage goes back because Elizabeth is his wife, you know, so he had a reason to go check on Elizabeth. Pimps have turned out their wives before. So Hogan gets a fluke victory over the Twin
1: Towers. Why is it a fluke? Yeah, I think so. Why? He, Tell cause, me why. Because Hogan
0: cheats. He's the dirtiest damn wrestler in the business.
1: Hulkamania was running wild in the
0: eighties. I've never seen somebody with so many eye rakes and back rakes and cheap shots.
1: You're delusional. How? I, I, what's in that Pepsi bottle?
2: Right? <laughs> he was trying to save somebody.
1: No, nah, he was trying to get himself over. Well, we could talk about. We could fast forward through all this and get right down to WrestleMania Five Let's and the do end that. result. Although I will
0: admit, though, the uh, promo. Macho had before WrestleMania when he was doing the video montage of all of the transgressions, <laughs> which really was what sealed it for me.
1: It oh, was creative! That was editing. his best.
0: it was his best promo ever. When he took the glasses off, threw them up in the air, and <laughs> he looked like Jay Lethal at the end of it. Sounds like
1: some TMZ reporting is what it <sighs> sounds like to me. It's I don't creative know. Creative writing.
0: But so let's get
1: into WrestleMania.
0: Um, Liz is in a neutral corner because she won't be. She won't stand by her man, Randy.
1: Because he's a control freak,
0: and because she's a gold digger,
1: she's going with whoever wins the championship. I mean, we 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 could go back to Randy and George the Animal Steel. and Randy's always been a control freak, and a lit a little handsy prim- on the ladies.
0: That primitive beast had no business getting handsy. involved with Elizabeth. I'm talking about George, not Hogan. Oh, but no so the uh, WrestleMania match number one—that's I think my favorite Hogan match. It's just a. It might be my one of my favorite WrestleMania matches. It's just everything about it was perfect. Just bell to bell, you know. Yeah. But oh, well, they worked well together. They did. They always have. Oh, they, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it goes back and forth. Elizabeth gets shooed away because she's getting, sticking her nose in business again. And every time Macho's trying to move towards Hogan, Elizabeth just jumped right in front of him. So Hogan would uh, just pretend like he couldn't get the Savage. I think it was a ploy between the two of them to make Randy look bad. And uh, at the end, Hogan gets the win because, you know, cheating. What? And, uh, And yeah, so that's the end of the meat of the Mega Powers explosion. I mean, they had a match at SummerSlam with Zeus and Brutus, and then I think they had a cage match in December. But as far as the... And then explosion. Randy
1: left Liz, left her on the side of the road like yesterday's news. Elizabeth to go made with her crazy, Liz cho- made her
0: choice. She picked Hogan.
1: And then all of a sudden, you know, she, Randy's then, down in the dirt, and there's Liz, like a, to come back to.
0: Randy found a manager who could pull her own weight in the sensational Sherry Martel.
1: Yeah, until Randy was and counting she, the lights at you know.
0: Hey, she led Macho to royalty. He was the king. <laughs>
1: Ah, the, we will agree to disagree that this until the end. But Hulk, Hulk is the ultimate baby face. He will go down as you know, regardless of what anybody says about him negatively. I we met him. We met him one time, and he was very nice. I mean, I was paying him, so you know, of course. But of course, uh, that's the he was he was awesome. I'm I'm a Hulkamaniac. I, I didn't appreciate him as much as a kid as I do now. Looking back, without Hulk Hogan, I don't think we have what we have. We don't have. I think, you know.
0: I think my wife is on the thread, and I can't see what she said, but I hope she's defending me.
1: She said, Dwayne Carter, I can't see the comment you tagged me in. <laughs> I said, come get your husband. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Dwayne. He's <laughs> off his meds. Uh, I don't know what you're talking Hulster about. Hulkster is the ultimate baby face. I mean, all time. Hulk Hogan is not only the greatest baby face of all time. Hulk Hogan is the greatest heel of all time. But sure, I agree with. But... He is not the greatest wrestler of you all know, time. You know you want to. Come on. That's you our segue. Hulk Segway. Hogan is the greatest
3: wrestler to ever appear in a Rocky movie. That's true. Okay. I'll, I'll agree with that because I can't say the We found a way to, for him to agree that Hulk not, might not, be good but, at something.
0: But he's not the greatest wrestler to appear in a Sylvester Stallone movie. That would be oh, the great the Terry Funk, Funk. The Funker. Terry yeah. Funk. T-Funk. And a Paradise couple of Alley. Them.
1: Yeah. Well, over the top.
0: Yeah, over the top. Scott Norton was in that, too, by the way. Yeah. All right,
1: so. So I'm segueing into I've our said, next comment. I've
0: book. said my piece. I stand by it. I don't know what Nard is thinking with this blind devotion to. You Edilo got something Maniac.
1: to say? Kyler's got something to say. He's giving me the look. He's uh, got uh, something to quick. say. Give, it, <laughs> give, it, give, it, give it the dark. Iggy, brother. Get it to it.
2: I agree with you. Ah. Because a couple of minutes ago, you said that Randy Savage was the king. I do agree with that. He was the king of selfishness. Oh. oh yeah, brother, the king of selfish.
1: I think we found the I, guy
3: with the the best heat for the night tonight. Yeah.
0: I think you've been coached, young man. I think your dad has been telling you. I am the this. Hayden Fox, no. to his Fact, Luther
1: Van. Damme. I've been I've
3: been watching Narge on his phone to make sure he's not texting answers to Kyler, and then I realized <laughs> Kyler's phone's out front. Can't text him. That's right. That's right. That was all straight from the mouth of babes. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He he can he can be taught. We'll I'll work on
1: that. But like I said, greatest baby face, greatest heel, not the greatest wrestler of all time. No.
0: Okay. So this is a good segue because we've been talking all week. We're going to get into the discussion because we uh, we lost Tom Brady this uh, past week. He announced his retirement. We him. thought you oh might my God. No, no, no. Wait, we lost but, him now? But, but no, Tom. so Tom retired, and Tom is basically going to go down as
3: the goat of NFL quarterbacks. I think that's a given. Anybody that disagrees with that, stop listening to the podcast, throw your phone in the fucking toilet, and end your life. Because (laughs) if you don't think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. Wait until after the show. Yeah, finish the episode. (laughs) But after that, just end it. Just end it. We are not encouraging our fans to commit. uh, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm a Houston Texans. Well, I was until Deshaun Watson. I'm a Titans fan. Over to my left, I have a Bears fan. To my right, I have a Cowboys fan and a Browns fan because he's Lately, become a Browns fan, and you know what all of us agree fan. on: fucking Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. He's proven it with the rings, the yards, the the passes, the people, everybody, uh, and he also happens to be a fucking savage on Twitter when he yeah. needs to be. So, if you don't agree with that, you just don't know shit about sports, and you should leave.
1: And I'm this is I'm a person who I couldn't stand Tom Brady when he was in New England. Hated him. I'm not. A, I'm not. A,
3: I'm not a personal fan of him. I just know he deserves the title. Well, Respect and, the game. No,
1: and I agree that. When he went to Tampa Bay, at Ch- I realized that I did not hate Tom Brady, that I hated Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick, and I absolutely love seeing Tom win. He's already hinted that never say never. He pulled a wrestling promo uh-huh. right. by saying never say never. He'll be
0: in the Rumble next
1: year. You give Tampa till about week four or five, and their quarterback, whoever it may be, goes down. Playing Gabbert. Uh, they're calling Tom. I, gu- I guarantee all these teams will hey, be calling Tom. Tom,
3: uh, do you think you and the wife would like to just, like, have a few more months off from each other
1: hey you know the funny meme that they've been showing it they said if if tom really wants to go down as the goat he's got to come to dallas and win a super bowl well, yeah. if that goes down do we call tom i saw the one so, where he had to go to the jets yeah the jets would be the ultimate but <laughs> so with that in mind
0: there's been a lot of talk going around asking who is the greatest of all time in professional wrestling history and uh it's a tricky subject because.
3: I mean, there is no... one of the metrics. How do you measure it? So I have criteria. It's funny. Okay. That you ask. That's uh, my first pers- criteria. Well, that's may my change p- my opinion.
0: I've got my personal criteria here. You can use whatever you choose. Number one, did they draw? Okay. You know, could they, could they bring in the people actually in? give a shit to right. watch them? Exactly. Okay. Number two, can they cut a promo? Okay. I think that's very important because that
3: helps get the people into the, so business. when you say cut a promo, cut a promo where you believe what they're doing or cut a promo because they're so over the top, you're like, oh, that's fucking badass. Yes. Okay. Both. All right. Number three, did they
0: have a compelling character? This is very important. Yep. Because Bob Backlund is not the greatest of all time because it never, yeah. I love Bob Backlund, but he was very, very mundane, I think is the right word. Uh, the next one, were they good in the ring? Were they great in the ring? You know, kind of a no-brainer, you know. And finally, did they leave a lasting legacy in the business? Positive. Yep. <laughs> so that's what I'm going off of. And so those
3: are your metrics? That's my metrics. So I got Hulk Hogan... Steve Austin and Dwayne Johnson are in my top five. I say top five because there are other people that, as the brain hits them, I'll say, oh, that guy was good. But those three names, as a non-wrestling guy, those are the three.
1: I'm like, those are good. John Cena would probably fit in that list. There's an argument for all four of those. Absolutely. Not on my list. No. I my, mean, they're on my list, but they're not my top one. Okay. Right.
0: right. My, the reason for that is, I mean, The Rock was great. Austin's great. They didn't have a really long run in the business. I mean, Austin was maybe 13 years. Dwayne was six years full-time before he started doing movies.
3: and uh, Yet so- every time he is introduced or people think he'll be in the building, numbers go up. Uh, that guy yeah. sells tickets more than any of them. Here's the thing. With each one of these questions, I yeah. have a different person
0: for that specific category. Okay. But the question is who...
3: And comes them all. all. Right.
0: So that brings me to three people. Number one, Chris Jericho. He's proven he can draw an AEW. Uh, obviously great in the ring. Obviously he's proven great. he
3: can pull in medium-sized clubs, too. Great,
0: great promo. Uh, he's been one of the guys that can change his character with the times. And every time he starts to get a little stale, he'll do a he U-turn. He figures it out, yeah. That's right. And then Lasting Legacy, I mean, yeah, he's left a great legacy in the sport in 30-plus years. So he's on my list. Number two, I have Triple H. I yeah. mean, how do you argue with Triple H? I mean— and
3: he's running or partly no, running part of the he's, WWE He's kind of doing nothing. He's, right now, he's doing now, because of some—but, I mean, in general, he's part of the fam. He's part of the fam, yeah.
0: yeah. But, number one, he drew as a heel. He drew as the world champion. Oh, yeah. Uh Cut Always cut a good promo, even when he was doing a really bad French accent in WCW. <laughs> Jean-Paul Levesque, I believe it was. Yep. Uh,
1: Terrorizing.
0: Compelling character. I loved the game character when he had the motorhead music and the wet hair club and, you know, all that. He great. The wet hair club for men? Yes. Uh, great in the ring. There wasn't anybody better in the ring than him in the late 90s, early you 2000s. You were guaranteed
1: to get a fantastic match out of Triple Absolutely. Regardless of who you were.
0: and. No matter who he was in the ring with, he made them look like a million bucks.
1: Oh, yeah. Whether it was somebody like Foley, who, you know, was a glorified stuntman. Right. uh, Or, you you know, Randy Orton, who there's an argument for Randy. could be. Did you just
0: say woo? Well, that's what Flair said about Foley. He was a glorified (laughs) stuntman. But uh, also, go back to the 06 Rumble, him with Mysterio. He was bumping like crazy for Mysterio. Oh, yeah. So there's that. And then also the lasting legacy. The stuff he did with NXT before they took the rug out from under him shows what his legacy was. His legacy is all over AEW now because Tony wants to be Triple H. But uh, So he's my second guy, and my third guy is uh, Undertaker. Oh. Same deal. You look across the board.
3: Mike Carey just said he will buy you a drink the next time he sees you because he agrees. Right, Mike? (laughs) By the way, he didn't say that. I'm putting words in his mouth, but he agrees. The Undertaker is his top dog. Hard to
0: argue. Yeah,
3: I mean, same deal with the
0: character. I mean, I'm my favorite character was the biker, the American Badass character. But he had the Western mortician. Originally. That was my favorite,
1: the, the the OG Undertaker. Right, the OG Undertaker. Yep. You got
0: the dead man that he does now with the hat and the trench coat and everything. But my favorite was always the badass because he was the most realistic to me. Yeah. But good promo. I mean, still to this day, you put him on the, like announce him for a show, it's going to draw. People are going to come. They want to see the Undertaker. But you got to pick one. If I'm picking one, I'm picking Undertaker. He's, oh he's okay. my guy. There you okay. go. All right, Tyler.
3: Let's hear from you. Yes, you've Rick. been you, your whole life. You've done nothing but wrestling. Get in there and tell us your top three and who the best one of all is. Rick Flair. All right. Why?
2: because he, it's he
1: was, says woo. No. No. <laughs>
2: he was just really good in the ring and uh-huh.
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I'll elaborate on that in a minute.
3: <laughs> who else? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Why?
2: So I do agree with that. Um, he had pretty good gimmicks with the Hulkamania, plus with the NWO, all that and stuff. Right. And then Ultimate Warrior as well.
3: Oh,
0: nice. Wow. Hot take. Wow. Let me ask you a question, Kyler. Which did you prefer, Red and Yellow Hogan or Hollywood Hogan? The good or the bad?
2: There, it's kind of hard. Because they're both kind of the same. Right,
3: right. See, I'm a Hollywood guy. I like the Hollywood Hogan look, but I like the Hulkamania attitude, if that makes sense. I liked it
0: because the red and yellow got so stale by the time he got to WCW that the black and white was just such a great change of pace.
3: So Hulk in his dark era, to me, looked more badass, was more badass, but I loved the happy energy behind Hulkamania. I loved the fact that when he walked out, I mean, for a guy that, that was probably the last time I actually watched it, really, he walked out. And it was nothing but adoring fans, and most of them were children. And I thought that was amazing because he drew people in. He had a charisma that I don't think a lot of these guys have ever had when it comes to the youth of our country.
1: The thing with the thing with Hulk is, so we'll go to my list. Hulk Hogan is on there. And the reason I say that is he could work in the ring. He didn't have to work very hard, but he yeah. could, and you yeah. know that. Yeah, watch the stuff in Japan. The fact that him switching from Hulkamania to Hollywood was one of the biggest game changers in professional wrestling. And he did it so well. Yeah. So, cause for years, like you said, there was always these heelish undertones to Hulk Hogan. Bobby Heenan alluded to them mm-hmm. all of the time mm-hmm. and Hulk so just embraced them. Hulk embraced them. Yeah. Jesse, they all did. It's something John Cena had. He done it. Could have really ran with it. I I think WWE you know was so worried about Make a Wish and making merch, they dropped the ball there with Cena. They, they really could have done something like that. Have. So Hulk is definitely on my list as the greatest of all time. He's not number one. Well, number one's on your arm. He is number two. <laughs> number two is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And right I, on. I say that. I don't think of anybody else. There's nobody who pushed merchandise more than Stone Cold Steve Austin. I remember. Being in high school, it didn't matter where you went. Walmart, gas station, Disney. Somebody had an Austin 316 mm-hmm. shirt on. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Right. Not since Hulk-a-mania.
0: Yeah, because it was 316 or NWO. It the was one that of the two,
1: one. two, and it, those are the two guys. But but Austin, it was one of those where it was cool to be a wrestling fan all of a sudden. When I was younger, Hulk, Bret, Sean, I was like, eh, I don't like wrestling, I don't going to tell anybody. But then it's Austin. Awesome. like, well, I'm a wrestling fan too, you know. Yeah. And then you kind of found out that these folks had jumped on and didn't it's, really have fun. It's kind of like when you see clue. people with affliction.
3: You <laughs> see people with affliction shirts. And go, "Oh, you like yeah. UFC?" Yep.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to see a guy flip his boss off and kick his ass and say and and say dirty words on TV?
1: It could work in the ring as a baby. Could work in the ring as a heel, as yeah. a tweener. And I think Austin will go down as the one guy people have wanted to come back one more time more than anybody else, and he won't do it. He's no. sticking to it. Did he, did he, did he like blow the, out his knees or something? Is that no, what the neck, the story? neck problems? Neck, neck problems. But okay. he has said that he's in the best shape of his life. He could come back and do one more. He won't, but doesn't want to do it. And I think Shawn Michaels is Shawn the perfect the example. Way. Him coming back and doing the Saudi show. I think he realizes should have never have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number one is yes, he's on my arm. It's Ric Flair. Rick has...
3: Or something along we got those some buttons. Lines.
1: There you go. Uh, the
3: buttons don't work today on that machine. Just oh. turn the volume down again. Woo! There you go. Now he's reading all the comments so we can see if anybody agrees with him. Rick
1: has, trans- <laughs> Rick has transcended wrestling. I mean, he's a hip hop icon. I mean, there are rappers that love. He's got a drip. He's got Rick. Yes, he's got the Ric Flair drip Um, in the ring. There's nobody but. Who sold better than Rick Flair? Ric Flair, when he got color, I mean. Yeah. Promos. Rick blows everybody else you've discussed in promos out the water. Yeah. The
0: only guy that I think could touch, well, two guys. Dusty Rhodes.
1: Dusty and Piper. Yeah. That's the only two that could touch flair. And the the problem with Dusty and Piper is I don't think they were as marketable. They didn't, you know, Dusty had his career been a little longer, I think. You know, he peaked soon. Piper, Piper's a guy, though, that every time he came back, people were interested in him. Yeah.
0: But everybody loved Dusty, though. Yeah. No matter, like, when he was in Florida, when he went to Crockett, then... Him coming back to ECW.
1: Oh, I just that. seen it the other day with him and Carino. Oh, he was so good. That was one of the smartest things he ever done, yeah. to become relevant mm-hmm. again. I wish he'd have had a longer deal with them. Yeah. That but bull- I, he was there to get Carino over, and yeah. he did a good job he made of him, it.
0: yeah. That bull rope match? Oh,
1: yeah. But Ric Flair, I mean, just he carried an entire company on his back. He came over to WWE at 92. Ric Flair is one of the best... Rick Flair's of all time. I yeah, mean, that's we, we talked the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, it's the one on my arm. Well, this is not the Rumble one. We've talked about this. This is the WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Nine, Show me the pictures. Nine. Eight, or eight. Eight. eight, eight Nindy in Ocho. This is after he loses to Savage. Right. Yeah, at the end. Uh, so,
3: so if I've heard all this correctly, Hulk Hogan is on three of ours list. Stone Cold is on our two. Ric Flair is on your two. Yep. Right? And, Mark went outside the box here. I really didn't the expect... Rock was outside of everybody's boundaries, but your three didn't match there's, anybody else's. There's an argument for the Rock. Here's the
0: thing: there's an argument for everybody yeah. we've mentioned yeah. here, and that's the beauty of this topic. Is there is Sting. no, there's no wrong answer in this discussion. AJ Styles. You ask anybody. Um, you ask 20 different people, you'll probably get 20 different answers yeah. for who the greatest of all time is.
3: Sounds to me like it's the Undertaker, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, and Stone Cold are the top four. And you can put them in a juice, you know, in a blender and twist them out however you want. They'll you know what? Come if out. we
1: had somebody here maybe 10 years older than uh-huh. Kyler, John Cena would be on this list. Well, I, that's what I said.
3: We, I said Cena. Yeah. He was like my fourth guy if and I had C- to pick.
1: But Cena's more your 10. He's an 18 year old, 20 year old kind of guy. Right. right. Where with us, we're, we're, we're past that. But Cena right. would easily be. I mean, yeah, there's definitely a case for Cena. Just if Andrea Lynch him. was here, it's John Cena. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, that's I want to hear from our uh, our humble listeners, everybody on uh, on the comment thread or even just on
3: We got We got Dwayne, we Hogan, got the, Flair and The Undertaker. Okay. So, we have more Hogan, more Flair and an extra Undertaker. Okay. Dwayne, who's your number one out of those three? Uh he he says he hates Hollywood. Well, whatever. Well, he's supposed to. Uh, he says if Cena turned heel, that would have been the biggest heel turn since Hogan. I would agree I with would that. I would not disagree with that. No, I know saying, enough I know about I Cena. I agree with that definitely. Um, Mindy Elam says she's going to agree with Dusty and Piper. Dwayne said Piper should have been a world champion. Mindy Elam then said Undertaker is Piper great. was in WCW? No. Nope. Uh, Dwayne's got, top he... two are Hogan and Flair. Every time he beat Hogan, it was a non-title. Was it? Yeah. Ah, Brandon yeah. Hayes says, and I got to roll back, he says Rick Flair, number one, no question. Ooh. So it sounds to me like if we just kind of, informally did data science on this, Ric Flair probably is going to be the consensus, and Hulk Hogan's going to be right there. Yeah, I still like still like it. Underta- and Undertaker's so. right there. Yeah. I would say those three are the consensus between everybody. I'll tell you, a guy who always gets mentioned in this
0: conversation, even though none of us mention him, is Shawn Michaels, if you just go back to his stuff in the 90s.
1: More so than Brett.
0: I say more so than Brett, definitely.
1: Brett was not as marketable, I don't think. that Brett was kind of he was available. Yeah. Brett was great in the ring. Yeah. But uh, he just I don't think he connected with he was a better heel. Than yeah. a Yeah. Oh,
0: he's great. I love the Heart Foundation yeah. stuff in 97. Which do you, which what do you think was better? Michaels in the 90s or Michaels when he came back in 02?
1: Oh, I thought 90s. I thought the original DX Michaels was my favorite, yeah. even before the, the, not the original not once he dropped Genetti and all that. I like right. the original Heartbreak DX kid. build. Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. As
0: good as he was in like 02 to 2010, which he was because he was putting on some of the best matches of his career, just the stuff he did in like 95, 96
1: was, was great. Just the promos, the smarminess, the. I mean, he was so. In, I mean, he really believed it. That's why so many people hated Shawn Michaels. Right. He believed everything that I mean, he was. Granted, he
0: was politicking like crazy in the mid 90s, but. And I haven't seen his uh, spread in Playgirl magazine, so I don't know how that was. <laughs> But that's neither here nor there. If
3: anybody has that, please send it to Mark Revan immediately. No, 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 mis- Send it to him on you Facebook. Mispronounced,
0: you mispronounced Orsted. Mark Orsted. <laughs> send
3: it to him in his Facebook Messenger. Send it to his wife to make sure in case his Messenger he's breaks. Gonna add it to no, his he's going to he's gonna
1: add it to the Burt Reynolds folder. He's he, was <laughs> very, he was very Hirsute. My mustachioed
3: days. friends.
0: All right. So, like I said, um, with our posts we put up on our Facebook page, go on there. Tell us who you think the goat is. I love all the interaction on the thread with that. So, we're going to kind of put that out into the ether. We're going to move on. We got our uh, top 10 Tuesday this week. And then uh, we're going to cut it a little short this week because Marco really wants to watch the Illini game. I L L. N
3: E S S. That's right.
0: But that's true. Yeah. And I do too. We're playing against
3: a number four team in the country. And if we win this, we. Dwayne wants to know where
0: you
1: put Ricky Steamboat.
0: Steamboat, I put in my top five baby faces of all time. He's not in the GOAT conversation because he never worked heel. No, uh-huh. and it,
1: again, I don't think he was as marketable. He's not. Out, I don't think he's a guy that sells merch. He's not you pushing go back, the needle.
0: Go back to 89 when he feuded with Flair. Flair was looked like he was having the time of his life with all the women and the fur coats and everything. And then Steamboat's coming in as the family man. He's right. very much the family unit with the wife and the baby and being very clean cut. You know? So I think a lot of fans were turned off by that. Yeah. And everybody—that's why Flair got the big pop when he won the title back from him.
1: Well, people want something more edgy, and that's where Mike Sting, yeah. Mike Carey seems
3: in. to be disappointed that no honky tonk man
0: mentions were made.
1: <laughs> oh, honky! Greatest Intercontinental champion of all time. That's right.
0: Diamond Dallas Page was his uh,
1: chauffeur. Yeah, it was his caddy, right at six. Yeah, his pink Cadillac. Yep.
0: Top ten time. All right, so Mark, we're doing our what's top... the topic? So on the goat. Topic. We're going greatest of all time for something different, which is tag team finishing moves. Which is uh it doesn't have to be a great tag team, but just good tandem offense.
1: Did the pit stop make it on here? The pit stop did not make uh-huh. it on here. Sorry by Caller. the Dudley boys. Sorry, Calarie. <laughs> well, I said bet, I bet I see that boys note are on we're just here. done
0: here if the, it didn't make the it. pit stop, Marco, <laughs> was when one of the nasty boys would take his opponent head first right into the armpit. That would stop me. Too. Yeah, like this, Kyler. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. So we're going to go from uh, 10 to 1. And I've got, I've kind of gone the gamut from like present day to the 80s on this. So I'm going to start with number 10, and I'm going with the Magic Killer, Carl Anderson, Dot Gallows. I like it. It's uh, just a good, effective finish. And it's kind of a time tested one for Anderson. he used it with Tom Cohen, with, uh, Giant Bernard who's uh Albert in Japan. And then when Gallows came over he just moved it over to, to their team. And now uh like the GOD's using it, Grills of Destiny and uh Sonata and Evil use it. So it's it's a very effective and respected tag team finish. And it gets a it gets a lot of respect and no not a lot of people kick out of it. But uh yeah, so that's my number ten. Number nine, I've got this is kind of an odd one. I got the Sidewinder by the Smoking Guns. Oh yeah, remember that? That's the uh, side suplex with the top rope leg drop. That's right. Yeah. Just when you're in, when you're a kid watching, it just looks really cool.
1: I saw him do it last. I was watching an old episode of Superstars last night, and I was just so impressed that Billy Gunn is still do. I mean, we're almost thirty years later, yeah. and still doing his thing. Built so. like a brick shithouse. He is. Yeah, it's crazy. So they're
0: doing more with him than they are with Christian.
1: <laughs> I, they are, yeah, and I, you it's know, the Ass Boys the Ass phenomenon. Boys. <laughs> they're cursed. Which
0: when are and on an off note, I heard that the uh, guns are trademarking the Ass Boys, which I don't like because it kills the mystique of them hating it.
1: Well, see, yeah, it does. Uh, I watched the Acclaimed added the Ass Boys in the rap, and they were they're still playing it off like they hate it, you know, in the ring, which is great. The Acclaimed, I love. I yeah. love the Acclaimed.
0: I'm just waiting for the inevitable Danhausen ass boys feud. It's coming. Yep. It's got to come. All right. Number eight. I got the death sentence. America's most wanted in TNA. Oh, yeah. The uh, the old trash compactor, the midnight express used to use. It's the bear hug with also top rope leg drop. It's just the leg drop is such a good component to any double team, you know. But the one that I remember is AMW against Triple X, which was Chris Daniels and Elix Skipper in the steel cage. And uh, James Storm would do the bear hug. And then Chris Harris would come off the top, the top rope with the leg drop. Harris did it off the top of the cage.
1: Those guys, on I mean, they tore it. Was that the same match where Skipper walked the? Uh... That's actually
0: a that's a different one. That's that okay. was their second cage match.
1: Yeah, those guys. I mean, they tore it up in the yeah. early days of Impact.
0: I don't think in the 2000s there wasn't a better tag team in the world than America's Most Wanted, in my opinion.
1: Biggest mistake there was, um... Brayden Walker. Yeah, Brayden Walker. <laughs> He you know, he he went he went to grab that money and it, it, yeah, then he spent it all on cheeseburgers. He let himself no, go. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. James Storm, you know, he weathered the storm yeah. and I mean he was still
0: yeah. and he got himself over. Did the beer money thing with Rude, so he made he, apples out of uh, He really did. Lemonade. Yeah. Uh, all right, number seven, the Heart Attack, Heart Foundation. The uh anvil with the big bear hug and Hitman take his head off with the clothesline.
1: Yeah. There, that still gets some use today. Natty likes to bust that out every now and then with whoever yeah. she's teaming on, you know, that Friday. So mm-hmm.
0: I liked it when uh, uh, Tyson and Davy Junior. used to do that with the Hart Dynasty. Oh yeah, because uh, Tyson did it with a springboard, so they oh. put a little twist on it. Uh, number six, uh, uh, one of my 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 very favorite tag team, the Steiner Brothers, top rope bulldog.
1: Oh yeah, the Steiners were just. So legit. Uh, it was nice to see Braun Breaker bust out the top rope bulldog yeah. at uh, NXT. Yeah, he did, the, he, he did a few of Uncle Scotty's moves. Did the Frankenstein?er The Steiner recliner. Yeah, he's uh <laughs> he's something to watch, man. He's yeah. he's definitely maybe my favorite NXT guy right oh, now. Oh
0: yeah, I agree. But uh, I've got I'm going to the Squared the Squared Circle Expo in April <laughs> in Indianapolis, and they announced the Steiners are going to be there.
1: Yeah, you sent that to me, and that that's honestly. Next to Sammy Guevara, maybe the other big name. I've met Scotty a few years ago, and he was all right. Uh, but I'd like to meet them both. I think yeah. it'd be cool. So
0: yeah, I have I have belts I need signed. So. <laughs> uh,
1: all right, number
0: five, just a tried and true tag team move: the spike pile driver, made famous most recently by FTR, but the Brainbusters. You know the Horsemen
1: used to oh, yeah. do that. It it makes me nervous as hell now when they get Tully up there. Yeah. That I'm waiting for Tully to blow a, blow a knee like yeah. Sid or an ankle. It's just <laughs> such a
0: it's such a simple move, you know. Pile driver just push him down. Yep. I mean, granted, that's the move that broke Taz's neck in '95. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, when Malenko and Scorpio did it to him, but it's just a good one and done finish, you know. Oh yeah. All right, my one of my favorites, uh, number four. This is. One of my favorite moves, not the greatest, but one of my favorites, the Powerplex, Power
1: and Glory. I was wondering where they were at on the list. Hercules, I knew they had to be here.
0: Paul Roma, the Superplex, Big Splash combo. It looks so fluid when they did it.
1: There's a couple guys that use that now. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, FTR. FTR is one of them. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah.
0: Uh, Kings of Wrestling, uh, Chris Hero and Claudio Cesaro, they used to do a version with Hero doing a moonsault instead of a Big Splash. Back. In That's the cool. Yeah. And that's I I could go up to Kings all the time, you know. I knew that. Yeah. Kings those Ring, supreme. Your, those are your guys, yep. Kings and the Briscoes in 2010,
1: great feud. Uh, Heroes, he, he a Ring of Honor guy? Is that he's a, he? Not a Hall he of Famer. Was, he
0: was a Ring of Honor guy. I don't know if Hall of Famer for what Hero about Caban- Cole Cabana? Was... Cabana, I could see going Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Hero, just independent wrestling Hall of Fame in general. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be in next year's class for Makes that. Makes sense. Uh, Okay, number three, I got the big rig, FTR, the old shatter machine from uh, WWE days.
1: Yep, oh, I love that move. Such a simple Fantastic. move.
0: Yep. Just, you know, old-fashioned lung blower and same deal. Nobody kicks out of it, which is goes a long way with me with the finish, as you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be effective.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Kyler? Is that big rig a good one? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, he's you a and the uh, shatter machine, FTR, where they throw him up and they drop him on their knee. Oh, yeah, yeah. You
0: and Murray do that to Baker, right?
1: No. <laughs> no, it's more like the other Baker and yeah, Murray do it to Kyler. Kyler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Kyler can protect himself and take a bump. Uh, all right, number two, and this might get me in trouble here. I'll wait till Narge gets off the phone.
4: No, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Road Warriors Doomsday Device. Dwayne said that should be number should one. Number one, yeah. Ordinarily, I would agree, but there's one better.
1: Nah, I know. The, I know which one it is. Yeah, you do. I do. But, uh, and I agree with you actually. But
0: the uh, Doomsday Device always looks so cool, especially the old days when the guy would flip off of his shoulders instead of. Oh yeah. Later on, it would be Animal would go down with him and protect him a little <laughs> bit, but back in the eighties, they didn't give a
1: shit. No, yeah. There's some guys that landed pretty. Henry pretty Godwin, flush. I think,
0: was the last guy to take it the original way because he broke his neck. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, when you're a three hundred twenty pound guy, you don't want to be <laughs> landing on your head from six feet in the Trying air. Trying
1: to do backflips, yeah. No.
0: And I I was a big fan of the Godwins as a tag team too. But uh
3: So Dwayne, your number one is now a number two.
0: Yes. And still a great move, but yeah, there's one better. Number one the it's kind of a no brainer for me, the Dudley death drop. Yep, the three D three D from the Dudley Boys. Same deal. The most, the most protected tag team finisher in the history of the business, only kicked out of one time. And That was by the Machine Guns in three D's in Team Three D's last match on, before they had split up and gone their separate ways, and the last match they had was against the Motor City Machine Guns, and Saban kicked out of the three D, and that was the basis for the breakup. Like afterwards, Bubba turned on Devon because Devon didn't do the move right. Yeah, and they kicked and just they kept repeating the phrase you they kicked out of our finish that was that was the beef
3: so i don't know that brandon agrees with this because he also wondered what was better than the doomsday
1: 3d baby 3d dudley's i what about mean
3: the, what about the rocket launcher midnight express What's a good the, one. that's a good one that's I, a good
1: one i i was gonna mention the uh total elimination from the
0: eliminators oh, i do love that one that's a good one yeah. i could have put that instead of the sidewinder if i had thought about it but uh there was a story Bubba told. You remember the Concrete Crypt match in the Great American Bash, Undertaker against the Dudleys? Yeah. I guess they had they had offered to, uh, Taker to let him kick out of the 3D. Like they said, if you want to kick out of 3D, go ahead. They give him his, their blessing. And Taker said that he wouldn't do it because they worked too hard to protect it. So he didn't want to do that to him. It's which, Taker which is doing business the right way. That's right. Yeah, and uh, it's the Dudley's doing business the right way. They put themselves out there, and they because they know Taker's the bigger star, and he's the one getting over. But Taker didn't have to do that. He could have easily said, "Oh yeah, I'll just sit up and you know." <laughs> but yeah, so that's our list, uh, top ten. And I know a lot of people think the Doomsday is gonna be number one. Uh,
3: so just kind of chime in on the on the Facebook. And And for those of you that listen on Podbean or Apple uh, Podcasts or all the other distribution channels that don't get to listen to us live but do listen to us, please find us on Facebook, find the stream, add your comments, message us, do whatever. We want to make sure everybody feels included. We've been doing this live thing for about, uh, I think it's been about 10 episodes now. Yeah. About 10 episodes, and we love it. Yes. Uh, But, you know. We also have the podcast for everybody else out there.
1: You know, what finisher I like right now. Just well, off the off topic is the um, the throne of black or the kings oh, the, of the throne the pop up into the power slam. Yeah, the no,
0: toss. No, cool. to the I like that. The kings of the black throne, or as the, the uh, graphics department says, the knights <laughs> of the black throne. That that's one I do that's enjoy. Good, I like that tag team, yeah. Brody and uh, Black.
1: So, so I think Julia Hart's coming over soon. I I would imagine. Yep. All
0: right, so we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna. Uh, college to an episode now. But before we go, guys, last minute, uh, who's winning the Super Bowl?
3: Well, I'm hoping the Rams do because I think uh, Matt Stafford toiled away in Detroit long enough and deserves the ring. I believe that Joe Burrow and the Bengals are a good team, and I believe that they will eventually get there. But Stafford's getting to the point where get him a ring. That way, if he wants to go out on top, he can. Right. Um, Burrow will be back. Yeah. Tyler?
2: Bengals because they have Burrow. Demar Chase and Joe Mixon, and then their kicker Mick Pearson or whatever it yep.
1: is. Yep, Kick Pearson.
2: Yeah. yeah, that that kid, <laughs> there
1: was impressive. Had missed. Yeah, <coughs> he's perfect. automatic. Yep. And Robbie Gold. Yeah, uh, uh, Narge. I agree with Kyler. Yeah, I mean, it's got it's Joe Burr. Joe Sheisty. Joe so Uh him and Jamar Chase—that—that's the one-two punch that they're—they're they're hoping to someday be like Rodgers and Adams, right? right. And they're—they're they're, they're damn close. But I—I I gotta go Bengals. Yeah. Uh, well, who I hope day? they're not um,
3: like them because those guys only won one Super that's Bowl.
0: That's right. I'm—I'm uh, I'm with you. I'm saying it's gonna be the Bengals. Uh, just love for Brian Pillman, and uh, I love seeing teams win their first. And I guarantee, if they win, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl on Sunday. We're in store for a Manic Monday in Cincinnati the day They're, after.
1: They've already canceled school. <laughs> Valentine's Day school is canceled in Cincinnati as of oh, Yeah. Wow. Canceled it ahead of time just Cincinnati in case. Cincinnati is for lovers after all. You know what I thought was funny real quick is Odell Beckham actually put Joe Burrow over. He said uh, something about Joe Burrow wearing Cartier glasses and stuff said Joe's just so cool. So when your star receiver, one of your star receivers, puts over the core, I mean, I don't know—is that a good look? You know, you know. Well, it's better than going on a yacht before the Super Bowl. Yeah, he be, he's not doing that no more, is he? <laughs> yeah, I, I hope not. Odell and Cup—that's that's a dangerous combo, though. Yeah. So better than going
3: a- to Cabo, but in the playoffs are about to start. Tony Romo. Yeah. I uh next episode we may have uh, a guest host, AJ. He will be in uh, town. Yeah, so. AJ, AJ is
0: Styles. Back in town. Yeah,
3: right. Lee. Oh. AJ Lee. He he thinks no. he's got styles. <laughs> Even better. But uh, if he doesn't have the ability to, we are looking for Dwayne or Brandon or Menders or even you, Mike Carey. If somebody wants to come on and get into the uh, the feisty modes with us, that'd be great. Just let us know.
1: Two weeks? Yeah. What, what what's coming up after? I mean, we'll, we'll talk Saudi uh, show, we'll, maybe we'll revolution. Talk
0: we'll talk revolution. Probably we'll talk GCW. Yep. Oh, we always talk GCW. Yeah.
1: There's plenty to talk about. I think. And uh, we might have some guests lined up down the road.
0: Mark's yeah, working I'm, hard; I'm, he's the I'm email. Working, I'm working on it, I blowing mean, up. Hopefully, in the next month or two, we'll have some uh, some big names. And I might we might have something to throw out to our listeners. Uh, we'll have a little discussion amongst the group here, and then if that happens, we'll put it out on our socials So keep an eye out. But until Narge wants to
3: give you guys a pair of his
0: well-worn sweat socks. <laughs> yes, yes, the Bombas. Yeah.
3: All right, Kyler, you're with us again, so why don't yeah. you push that little uh, YouTube of yours for everybody to hear yes. about it one more time, brother.
2: Make sure to subscribe to the Narcissed Voyage and make sure to follow the Jumping the Rail podcast.
3: Listen to this kid. He's a he's salesman. A, he's a shilling
0: machine. All right, so from Marco on the wheels of steel, for Narge, for Kyler, this is Redman. We'll see you in two weeks. See you guys later.